to the hollies, and in you go, tick to... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ginger Talks podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me is my wonderful, wonderful friend, Druid. Druid, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, sitting here in a sweltering sweat box, uh, oh swimming through the air, it's that close. Um, you know, I, I, it really feels like I'm going to emerge from this room, and I will. each step will proceed as if I'm uh, a pictorial chart of the the story of evolution as I come out, like the creature of the black lagoon. Dude, stepping outside right now, you just feel like a swamp thing. It's just, it's so hot. It's so humid. It's gross. It's, like, there's no amount of Clorox wipes. Do <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, the, you know, the, the fan, the fan disturbs the audio too much. So mm. I'm fucked there. So I want everyone to imagine that I'm sitting here like a suckling pig. It, uh, just basting myself in Clorox until I either uh, die of some kind of uh, toxic in- inhalation or uh, just fo- like fall to the ground in a pile of uh, ash. Yeah, it, it's so fucking hot. And I'm very thankful that I have air conditioning that can keep up with it. But it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to rub it in, but. Ugh. But yeah, I, I've come directly from band rehearsal as well, and that was the quite possibly the worst room I've ever been in, in my life. <laughs> it's so bad. It's Honest so to God, bad. what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I, I've got Scottish blood coursing through my veins, and we like the cold. <laughs> yeah, we like the cold. Yeah, we laddie. Oh God. So if I'm a, if I'm a little bit like off. Off my A game. Uh, I'm not going to blame it for the fact that I'm running out of ideas or I'm losing uh, any of that acerbic wit that has become uh, the, my trademark on the show. <laughs> it's it's instead it's instead because um, I'm turning into like a glob monster in the corner. This is like Benadryl Blues Part Two. Oh my god! Yeah, that ugh. It's ben- Benadryl Blues Part Two. Can't take the heat. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, we uh we had a very special guest on last episode and uh we have an equally special guest on this week. Uh I would like to introduce everybody to my brother, Tim. Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um welcome to the 
Ginger Talks podcast, the only <laughs> podcast where Ginger brings her brother on to talk about Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> don't, uh, Dude, don't get me started. All right? Another uh, sponsorship offer from Raid Shadow Legends in the last week. What the fuck? <laughs> one of these days, we're going to have to just fucking take it. And we're going to have to just circumvent it to the podcast. Fuck. I only did that. It was a bet. Ted Sarandos owes me $10 now. <laughs> <laughs> me, and Ted, me and Ted, Ted and I aren't on speaking terms anymore. No. You um, <laughs> wanted that fucking asshole, man. Um, although strange, stranger things, I'll give you that, Ted. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys couldn't tell, my brother, uh, he recently found out about this podcast and I'm pretty sure it's been a pretty solid binge while, you know, when he's got some free brain brain power. Just checking it out and listening to it. And he obviously knows the jokes now, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, you're flexing Tim straight out the gate with that. Mm-hmm. You're like, I am the best guest. I listen to all the guests. <laughs> it's, it's not about being the best guest. It's about showing love and appreciation. For my people. Uh, yeah, that's right. I went there. I got all gushy uh, talking about him. Uh, hey, fuck it. Fuck it. I'd vote for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Lost for words already. Um, no, it, this has been, uh, like, my... F- my viewers on Twitch have been requesting that like a family member come on the podcast for a while. And, and I'm the only one that like you were comfortable with, I I assume. Like, well, you and then the the kid the kid sis, but I'm not bringing her on this podcast until she is 18 and I don't know if that's if uh, just mm, um our kid yeah, sisters, John Mulaney. Like you guys can come on here, but you got to get cool about a lot of stuff real quick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean she's a really cool kid. Like she's chill as fuck. Like I love you know she will have like super grown up like conversations with me, but then she'll also just be like, "Hey, I saw this meme." of a dumb looking cat and I thought of you. So please cackle at it with me. Like she's, she's great. But my older sister or our older sister, I don't think like, I think she would have a good time, but she would be, I feel, I feel like she'd feel like a fish out of water. She would be slightly out of her depth. That's, that's, that's for sure. Um, I mean, she 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 can go along and get along with with whatever. I mean, I think she'd be cool about it, but like, I don't know. I don't I I don't think she would. I feel she would be lost for words more often than not. Yeah, it, and it's you know, I I love you. You know, if you ever listen to this, I love you dearly. But I'm just trying to save you. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, by virtue of the fact that you and Tim are together right now, this is the this is the familial danger zone Mm -hmm. episode. This is the one that you know, you 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 you, your dad's going to be going into a bar at home, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my kids, they did this thing. It's called a a bar a bardcast." (laughs) 
and uh, <laughs> it's gonna hit. You know, this is, you know, are you gonna tone it down on the back of that possibility? Uh, no, 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 no. That's good. I, I mean, I, I feel like they, they <laughs> we're both in our thirties, right? They know what they know what we're about. Yeah, at this point. Like the good news for you, Amanda, is that I oh fuck oh oh no oh, shit. there it is oh what a shame <laughs> take, <laughs> take a drink what I a even, real what an issue for your personal well being and safety I, I even practiced and called you Ginger earlier I know you Son did. He's Son doing it. Look, look, look. Not, I'm not, I don't want to call you out and say you fell at the first hurdle, but we're putting that fucking nag down. <laughs> if this were the yeah, Kentucky yeah. Derby, buddy. Oh. <laughs> Finish your mint juleps and get the hell out of here. <laughs> and this has been the Ginger Talks Podcast. All right, it was all Thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, what I was going to say... Ginger. Yes. Is I think that you got off a little bit light mm. because they had a good like decade of putting up with me and my bullshit <laughs> before you like started putting your ginger bullshit out there. Yeah. So like by the time you start like being you, they're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that now. I'm an only child and I feel that now like they used to love when I was about thirteen years old when I first started like being in bands and making music. They were like, "This, this is amazing, Michael. This is amazing." And now I'm like, I'm so much more accomplished, and I show them these like musical odysseys. Uh, quite frankly, that I'm working on at the moment, and they're just like, "Yeah." Do you know what I mean? That parental fatigue. You're meant to yeah. love me unconditionally forever, guys. <laughs> by the way, it's like cool story, bro. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just keep keep on keeping on, I guess. That's, yeah. I like them. I, I, uh, well, no, not really. I love them dearly. But, um, uh, anyone else? Uh, no, well, like, sorry. This is what happens when I talk so, for an extended period of time. <laughs> so there's a six-year age gap between Tim and I. But there's a 16-year age gap between me and our youngest s- sister. Yeah, we're not having her on because I'm not, like, at a point. I'm not at a point in life where I feel comfortable learning about TikTok. Uh, right. Right, yeah. And But, like, it's funny, like, because, like, our dad, he's very much, like, Eeyore. It, like, in so many ways in my mind. But, like, I know that, like, our older sister, ha- like, has a different kind of like relationship than like I have with dad and it's way different than like what we have, like what my little sister has versus what the rest of us have. But I, I think the perfect example though, of how we all bridge that gap was the tooth extraction in the living room floor. Ugh. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Druid knows this story because I told it to him. At the house. Very hills have eyes. Ugh. Like. Like. <laughs> why? I mean, just just right. why? <laughs> right. So. And like, if you're gonna <laughs> remove your own tooth, if it's just like 
a medical necessity that it's got to go. And access to professional dentistry is just, like, not a thing. You're, you know, hours away from home. It's mm-hmm. a Sunday. Like, it's not, you know, we can't just fuck off down the street to the to the guy. Like, okay, cool. But there had to have been a slightly more dignified way to go about doing that. Oh, one I'm going to lay on the ground with my mouth open. You know, as a summary, I feel that this is perfect, by the way. (laughs) There had to be a better way. Like, I was, uh, as we say, orbiting Mars when all of this is going down, so I'm no fucking help. I I was no help because I didn't really feel inclined to be helpful in that endeavor. <laughs> no, it was hilarious um, watching you just sit over there and just, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, for for the reputation that I, I have amongst the family and that I think you're kind of starting to develop amongst the family, <laughs> I am easily the most calm, subdued, like, Mm -hmm. just chilled out version of me that there has been in quite some time. Yeah. So much so that I'm probably the least, like, like, we're going to party and get crazy and oh my God. Like, out of all of us. Yeah. Except for, except for Maya. But, you know, you Mm. talk about the difference in our experience with our, our respective parents. I mean... Our oldest, our older sister, I almost said her name too, which probably doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> no. But <laughs> at any rate, they yeah, had like... her when mom was 16 and dad was 19. Right. They had me three years later mm-hmm. and you six years after that. So they had you kind of in the prime spot that people assume a couple will have children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Whereas Renee and I, I think especially, got, like, the woefully unprepared, like, (laughs) babies having babies version of parents. Right. Which, I mean, it all worked out. You know, obviously we're well enough adjusted. (laughs) You're functioning adults. But Maya has just a real terrible case of old dad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so, like... (laughs) You know, like uh, you got the you got the you got a case of the old dads. Yeah. It's just different when you got old dad. Yeah, right. What's an a- dad? What's an achy breaky heart? Oh God, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks mm. to my own childhood. Uh, yeah, well, you're gonna get that either way, aren't you? Oh God, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, because she was she was actually talking to me recently. About stuff, and I was like, "Kid, you got to remember, you're number four. Dad is older. I'm not gonna say old, but Dad is. Uh, Dad's very much in the. I'm gonna sit here and watch old TV shows, and I'm not gonna drink yeah. a beer at five in the evening. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna chill, like." And she, dude, I've seen two generations of Campbell men do that. And oh. I'm so damn afraid <laughs> that, like, before too long, mm-hmm. this thing is just going to happen. <laughs> yo, but it, it, yo, it hits us all. 
you know, uh, I'm at that point where I'm starting to like notice that you know the thing that happens to people when they get older, where they become afraid of everything happening outdoors. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. You know. So they they sit there, they sit there with a with some box wine on a Monday night, <laughs> and and like offer lives on Candy Crush Saga via Facebook. Yeah. Like I'm noticing that side to my dad, and I'm like, uh, and and then on top of that, he just loves the band Kiss. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Which... but it, as he's got older, he just seems to. Love the minutia of that even more, uh, because the, their wedding anniversary is actually Gene Simmons' birthday, and he said he attributes that fact to the only reason he remembers it every year, which is quite sad. That's fantastic! Oh my god! The, the, the singer in one of my bands, who is our age, is obsessed with Kiss. His <laughs> his he has a government you know Christian name. But everybody knows him as Ace because ever since he could remember, his dad called him Ace after Ace Frehley. That's so cool. And so he's just fucking obsessed. Like, and this is probably going to be the first of many. Well, this is a little sub segment. I'm going to co-opt the show real quick. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, and here's our recurring guest segment. What's the differences between the U.S. and U.K. music scenes? <laughs> right, right. Um, um, so here, especially in the town that I live in, which is like a relatively big city, but feels like a small town. And our major university in the town is kind of the engine that kind of drives everything. So I feel like our town is a little bit weird to begin with. But on Halloween, Every single bar in the city will just pack up with bands that will dress up as like established, well-known bands, and then play cover sets. Yeah, with that yeah. Materials. Does, is that a thing that happens over there? Not on Halloween, uh, but there is. You know, obviously, we've got such a huge culture of drinking over here. So what you'll find is that these bars. Uh, I'd try anything they can to keep people at that bar and not move on to to the city or you know the clubs and so they'll have those those bands just play every fucking week. Uh, we have a booming uh, tribute band culture to the point uh, I have actually for charity with my father uh, been in a Kiss tribute band. In full makeup with six inch heels. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice but that shit, that shit just happens like every weekend. I could, I could go 20 minutes down the street and there's a, there's some like absolute dickhead in a top hat playing Switch Child of Mine poorly. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is the first song I ever learned. And you're like, oh, fuck you, bro. Yeah, so we were last Halloween. We were Kiss. I was that's awesome. Fat Paul Stanley. <laughs> I too was Paul Stanley. This is the kind of synergy that I was hoping would happen. By the way, I was also Paul Stanley. Um. Well, and and the the lone reason is because obviously, if you're in a band with someone named Ace, they're He's not going to be, be Ace. Yeah. Right. 
even going as far as to drive two hours into a very rednecky part of our state to buy an Ace Fraley signature custom shop guitar off Oh, my guy. God. Uh, I am currently staring at... Uh, because I I borrowed some of my dad's gear because I, I don't own a bass. I've been doing some... Uh, I'm working on a project at the moment. I'm going to be tight-lipped about it um, because, it, you know, intellectual property. But I had to borrow my dad's bass, and the only bass that he was willing to lend me is his uh, Gene Simmons... A replica axe base, and I'm yeah. staring right at it right now. Uh, well, what's funny is that like three weeks after we played that show, Ace, who doesn't typically ever play bass, found <laughs> one of those online and bought it. Oh my god! Right, right, yeah. I, I, because AliExpress do a very good deal on Gene Simmons axe base knockoffs. There's like a whole there's a whole economy on that shit yeah, somewhere in the. Uh, in, in the east uh, which I, I'd love to see these guys like in China assembling these axe bases I'd love to just be a fly on the wall about what they think about that yeah like, <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this because like, I feel like in those parts of the world they don't get like guitar based music a whole bunch anyway right so they must think that we're all like complete fruit loops yeah, oh, we've sold another axe-shaped bass. Yeah, someone else is going to murder someone with their rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Those hammering bass lines. Underrated bass player Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll I... Say I'll say it. Um, hold on. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all great uh, statements begin with that sentiment. Well, you know. <laughs> um, hey, this this resources tab in your Discord, does uh-huh. this just go to you two? Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. whoever's whoever I give access to, which is the three of us right now. Yeah. Okay. So fuck you, listeners at home. You will never see this. <laughs> yeah. Stuck it. Yeah. Nerds. You've got you to come correct with some fucking, give us your fucking money if you want to say that. <laughs> That's right. I just dropped something in the resources tab for you there. Druid. Oh, this did you? Wait, it's not popped up for me. This is where yeah. we see like transatlantic. Um, oh, you see, uh, it's just saying. Typing. Just saying it's ty- typing. You know. You might have to maybe. hit enter. I feel like uh, I'm going to put like, you know, that. It's oh. Spanish. <laughs> I'm going to put this over. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate. <laughs> Well, you know, people at home are literally on the edge of their seats waiting for this live react. Don't worry. We got the email out of the palm of our hands at this point. <laughs> it's still not coming through. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, music intensifies. There it oh. is. There we go. Oh. Oh, that is a... <laughs> I feel like I've seen this picture before. You may have. They're floating around on Facebook. <laughs> that is fantastic, Tim. Yeah, that's an uh, awful lot of uh, spandex for. <laughs> it takes an awful lot of, awful lot of stretchy fabric to hold all that in. Mm. And I forgot that I put those little uh, silver stars all over my pants, and the only ones that the only one that survived was the one over, um, the dong. <laughs> and I totally forgot about it. 
And then I was just like walking up and down like the high street outside of the venue. <laughs> essentially just wearing like nothing but black spandex and a silver star on my dog. <laughs> After taking off the makeup and the hair, which is like all of the context. Mm-hmm. Just walking around like, hey everybody, happy Halloween. Shooting star. There's something, though, about you that I absolutely love because it just seems like you just, you always kind of go full tilt at at these things. If it involves you dressing up in any sort of costume for a thing, it doesn't matter, like, how, you know, like, I would be like, dude, I'd be, like, I feel so fucking weird. You just lay into it. And you lay into it hard and you roll with it. You know, you can only fall on your face and make an absolute dick of yourself so many times <laughs> before you lose all sense of shame. Right. And I got all of that falling out of on my face and making a dick of myself out of the way, like, real early. Yeah. I, I do have memories of you when you were in high school. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to do that. Try not to to have those. Yeah. Well, but (laughs) like, because there's pictures of you that I absolutely love that are like, you dressed up as Santa for a thing. And it's like, I want to say one of them is like, you're dressed up as Santa, but it's like fucking October. No. All the Santa stuff happens in December. Uh, what that is... I, now, there's been a couple of Decembers where it wasn't looking like winter outside. Uh-huh. But, um, no, every year there's an event. Um, a good buddy of mine out here um, is a nerdcore rapper who raps into the name Huge Huge. I and, love uh, that. <laughs> and um, he does this holiday variety show every year for charity. And uh, actually, this coming up, this December is going to be the last one. He's doing the 10-year anniversary, and then we're shutting it down. Oh, wow. But there's always stand-up comics. There's always a few local bands. He does his little rap thing at the end. And usually, there's some sort of, like, big-name draw, like, a couple of years. And it's always, like, some sort of, like, viral uh, person. Like, there was a couple of different years where the headliner was Samwell. Uh, the guy that did the YouTube video, What, What, in the Butt. Oh, my God. Um, the guy that hosted Nick Arcade back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he came, and they did, like, a live-action Nick Arcade one time. Wow. And every year, I go and I do Drunk Santa. And basically just show up and act extra inappropriate and, like, you know... Just, like, do shots with people and, like, oh, mm-hmm. make really inappropriate, like, hose, hose, hose. <laughs> right. Hey, did we lose Druid? Uh, we did. Uh, he's been having issues with his Discord, but he should be back here any second. Oh, there he is. Look no further. Uh, you found him. Uh, yeah, sorry. There he is. So awesome. Uh, obviously, just, like, caused me some issues. It's okay. It's <laughs> just Discord at the moment, and I aren't getting on. But here, I'm 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 gonna come back and come correct with uh, my own kids tribute image. Oh yes, so good. This is me and my father. My father's Gene Simmons. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 
Absolutely. You committed to a much deeper plunge in the uh, neckline than I was um, going to do. Yeah, it, 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 no no uh, input of my own in that. <laughs> it was, in fact, a little bit of a shock that I had that much uh, going on. The, but I, I was glad of it because I don't know if you got this while you were playing in the, the, the you know, obviously the wig, the makeup, the costume. Uh, it was so fucking hot. Yeah, like playing in that, it's so like, and I have a complete newfound respect for what they're doing by even attempting like half, like not even half, like and like a a fraction of what they do up on stage, and they're like seventy years old. Mm. Oh yeah, and I'm like fuck me, like I by the end of the first hour, I my spinal fluid is on the floor. It looks like I'm having a baby. Well, thankfully, we only did six songs. Right. It was like one of those deals that like there was like five or six bands all playing that night, all playing as different groups. That's such a cool vibe, though. Yeah. um, It was it was fucking wild, which and it's a good thing that we only did six songs because our drummer was so, so not into the idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah, i'm yeah. not sure that he listened to each of the six songs more than like twice before we went up and did it uh it's this is the thing about them is that some people just vehemently fucking hate them and they're like dude this isn't music man this is like a clown show uh for that reason i think they're kind of underrated like musically uh yeah i love it as well uh, I liken being a Kiss fan to being like a wrestling fan mm-hmm. because you know how, you know how wrestling fans are, and it's the same as my like you know. And I'm I'm not going to go into this too much, but it's the same. Uh, I made this uh, comparison with Marvel fans as well. It's the same as people that follow wrestling. Take it's like everybody. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. yeah, 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 yeah. You've just won Ginger Talks, Bingo. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 fucking. It, uh, like the Kiss fans are like Marvel fans who uh, are like wrestling fans, and it's because people into these properties are into the backroom politics and decision making elements just as much, if not more, than they are the actual product. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is why, like, every time Kiss makes a misstep album, it's like that's my favorite one because I just like <laughs> to be a fly in the wall in the room where they like. He's like, we're going to try a disco album. Gene Simmons is like, oh, Paul, I'm not sure that's uh, really a good idea. Uh, Don't don't worry, Gene, you're going to get some tits. (laughs) (laughs) You do that too well. Ah, uh, well, you know, this is the I thing. I tried. I tried my Paul Stanley stage banter. It actually had the voice for it. <laughs> no, that was pretty fucking good, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, uh, some of the best stage banter of all time from that motherfucker. Like, when he's like, um... Like, I, um I was at the doctor the other day, and then... The nurse, she comes over to me and she says, Honey, 
is that a pistol in your pants? And I said, no, it's a love gun. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, dude. <laughs> like Andrew Dice Clay just sucked a helium balloon. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Um, anyway, like, I'm a, I've got, like, a visualization in my head of literally everyone turning off oh. the podcast right now. <laughs> because they're what? obviously going onto YouTube going, I've got to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the drummer who didn't want to do this knew how desperately our singer wanted to. So he made a deal with him, which is going to make this Halloween just as ridiculous for different reasons. <laughs> the only way he would agree to do the kiss set last year is if we agreed to do a limp biscuit set this year. Oh, oh yes. God. That's so and that's so ignorant. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was half ironic, half trying to call Ace's bluff, but Ace was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> yeah, uh okay, I'm all about the nookie. And so Ace and I had to play rock, paper, scissors the other day to see who had to be West Borland and who had to be Fred Durst. <laughs> oh, my God. Please tell me you've got Durst. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just getting getting that like, that red New Era uh, fitted oh. off eBay right now. Yeah, which is actually, that's the way that I'm, like, putting a, a happy face on it is, like, it's a good excuse to go get a hat. <laughs> well, because yeah. our our local our local major league baseball team mm. recently decided to change their name, yes, so that they didn't offend the natives anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, familiar with so that. So yeah. we are now the Cleveland Guardians, mm -hmm. and I have been meaning to go get a Guardians hat because I don't care what all the piss pants back in my day things sure change shamma shamma bullshit around here. <laughs> I don't care what those people say that wing G logo on that Guardian shit is tight as hell. And I, I need a hat with it. that on it. You, it's like I, it's, it's, it's dope. It's cool. I, I absolutely that. love that you you're able to go um, this situation is finally allowing me to buy a hat. Because oh. your, your friend Ace is definitely not saying this is my finally my opportunity to buy some like gold body paint. <laughs> oh no! <he's laughs> desperately, desperately, <laughs> desperately trying to find the most like picture of the most like subdued instance of West Borland. He's and, he, he's and even the most subdued West Borland. He looks like um. He looks like a Tekken online custom character, like you know, a uh, Yoshimitsu, the one with the sword. Yeah, he 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 just fucking he is Yoshimitsu with a guitar. And and the fucked up thing about it is that like in our band, like he's like we both kind of take turns between who's singing lead. Who's doing like rhythm guitar stuff? Who's doing the fun guitar stuff? Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but he's definitely more like the the lead singer, frontman guy. Right. And he is very straightforward. Plug a Les Paul into a wah pedal and then into an orange amp and just let me rip. Whereas right. I'm like, hang on, guys. I need to figure out why the connection between my second and third pedal boards aren't working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm exactly like you in that uh, it looks like I've got a time machine on stage with me. 
Yeah, like they between like I play guitar and then I do like some keys, and so like they always say that my job in the band is spooky noise guy. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Um, it, it's a really polite way of saying that you're the edge from you two. <laughs> Don't I know? <laughs> Just turn on three delay pedals, hit one note. Yeah. Yeah, it's your fucking money. <laughs> but because we're doing this Limp Biscuit shit, now he's got to like figure oh, out all these like weird West Borland sounds. <laughs> it's so good, and he's got to do it all with body paint. He's gonna be so hot, man. That paint. Okay. Um, and we did the kiss. We did the kiss tribute thing like maybe four times in my mm-hmm. life, and the it's real trial and error, trial and error process because. The first time we didn't get the right face paint, and that shit just goes in your eyes when you're sweating on the stage. Yeah, uh, and I'm just imagining like he's getting that going into his like nipples, his navel. It's all gonna be, it's gonna be a real thing. Yeah, he's gonna have some problems. But I mean, he better come correct. He better, he better commit to that. His problems are his problems. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, you said something about your drummer, and this band, every time I see any sort of video that involves your drummer, you said something, and it just, he looks like he couldn't give a shit, always. Yeah, but that's a bit of a drummer thing, right? Because we, we have the same problem. We've got this guy called uh, Dylan, who plays drum with us. And he will never listen to the podcast, so I'm completely safe. <laughs> and he'll be like, um, oh, we're like, dude, we've got a show coming up in Ireland. Do you want to, like, you know, we need to book flights. We need to do all this. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. It's a real good opportunity. So, yeah, like, I don't know, though. Uh, I've kind of got, like, an appointment booked. Like, I can't really remember what it is. And I'm like, Dylan, what are you doing? I'm like, why did you even pick up the drum set in the first place? Because you seem like you fucking hate it, brother. He's like, well, yeah, uh, I, uh, my dad really liked Jimi Hendrix. Um, <laughs> well, and I was like, Jimi Hendrix is a guitar player, you fucking weird bastard. What are you doing? Well, and it's not even that he, like, he. it looks like he doesn't want to play drums. It's just, like, occasionally you'll see the faintest, like, upturn of like a half smile but it's just that like uh-huh yep i'm doing yeah. the thing and and that just it like he's just he's all business like <laughs> he's enjoying himself and he has a good time and when we're all just kind of like crowded off in our little corner like you know he'll have a laugh and he's cool but like once he gets up there he's just like He's very business, mm-hmm. and that is, there's there's two kinds of drummers. Just like you know, like you were saying, there's there's like I'm just dialed into what I'm doing, and okay, you people are here, that's fine, whatever. I'm playing the drums right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's those guys that are like, "Whippy, look at me! I'm gonna play yeah. with one one hand and swing the stick in the other yeah. one." And, Hey, you guys think maybe I should sing some? And like, yeah, there's no fucking middle ground in that, no. by the way. There really isn't. You know, you're either John Bonham or you're fucking playing Count Basie's jazz band in like a New York dive bar on a weekend. It just oh, this, this is music, man. Well, and that's but you're not the first person to say that. Right. Um, we 
shot of just random like one-off video. We were like in the recording studio doing a song, and before we left, we just like hooked everything up and just did like a one-take video of us just playing through the song as a band. Mm-hmm. And like when we put it out, people kept commenting on it, like. Because there was one little spot where Adam was playing and he looked up at Ace and kind of smiled a little bit. And people were like, oh shit, he smiled! Right. <laughs> well, that's... Like, <laughs> when we watched you guys yeah, play... Yeah, like he's anima- on On Twitch, like, I kept glancing at him. Like, because you're my brother. I was sitting there and I was just like, oh, he's... He's having a time. And then... You you had a little help, but like I was just watching him because like Ace is doing his thing and he's doing a great job and you're doing you know you're doing a great job. Chase is doing a great job, and then I just look back at the kit and I'm just like, he just it it's 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 a fucking blank face, and I yeah, can't read like, <laughs> I can't read that. Sometimes you need that though. He's too cool for school, man. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't give a shit that he's up there. Hey, yeah, he is. He's just. So like locked into exactly what's going on, and like but, you know, you need that sometimes, right? I yeah. mean, you you have to have a straight man to play off the funny man. Like, I mean, just you you have to have that. If the entire band is like fucking just losing their mind and swinging guitars and jumping and kicking and shit, like it it loses. You have to have you know that grounding force. And, yeah, uh, and for that grinding force to me on the drums isn't the worst thing. Absolutely it, not. Yeah, it, it, I, I'll say this to everyone now. Uh, I don't think we've got a lot of big music head listeners, um, but that you can fake a whole bunch of shit being in a band. You can fake, you know, a singer can fake it till they make it. A guitar player can certainly fake it till make, they make it. I've been doing that for years, doing it forever, baby. And but the <laughs> one thing you cannot, you cannot fake being good at drumming. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you've got a shit drummer, you, your band is shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the straight up truth. I mean, it, it, it just, it, it honestly, it just makes the whole thing sound like ass. You know, you can, you can have a shit bass player. You can have a shit anything. You cannot have a shit drummer. Right. Well, and that's, you know, I'm because of a, a charity thing. The community can now hold me accountable for, doing music again because Tim plays bass, guitar, keys, all this stuff. And I don't play nearly as many instruments, but I play some of the same stuff he does, but I haven't played like sat down and seriously like played in almost a decade. And everybody's just like, Oh, get back into it. It's so cool. It's so awesome. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, Everybody expects me to be like that, like fucking wild energy because I, I think I exude that on stream. But when I'm playing bass, I am that like fucking like a serious person who will move around a little bit, but I'm just like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's flea of the red hot chili peppers. Like I'm, <laughs> I get that like. Until I'm really comfortable, it's that stone face, like, nope, like, and so when I'm watching any band play live, it's, 
like watching the interactions and shit. And I'm just like, man, one day I'm going to be comfortable enough to do that. But that, that ain't happening today. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing you do like scissor kicks on a stage eventually. I mean, that's your trajectory. I mean, just still just up on that, up on that stage of the open mic night, just plowing through those, uh, <laughs> community requests. Fuck man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, cause like I did stand up for two years. That was fine. Like the nights that I was nervous, I did the best. The nights that I went up there, like fuck it, like eh, yeah, it was whatever. But doing stand up for me and doing music are two totally different beasts. Oh, oh yeah. And like yeah. I, mm, there's something oh, about music that I'm just like, nope, hi, I'm gonna go back this way now. Okay, thanks, oh, bye. Hi. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I definitely try and merge the two because I'm a frontman. Mm-hmm. I definitely try and merge the two, and it's definitely the product of nervous energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if I make a big joke about this, then people are just gonna assume that I'm not taking it seriously, and thus they are gonna find all my mistakes endearing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That is the best. And I've I've started developing like different ignorant shit that i say like i've gotten to the point where it is almost like a stand-up routine like i'll i'll say the same shit every time right right the the thing i've been saying lately at one at least once every set as we're like getting into a song or like introducing a song right when it first starts i'll like say the name of the song and i'll go sing along if you don't know the words (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll just like look around the crowd and see who like actually picked it up yeah, that, that's fantastic. I've been doing that for like, I'm not kidding you, the better part of a year I've been doing this. I and, My thing is that I, when I'm talking to the sound guy in between songs, I pretend that, uh, you know, I'll get, I, if I need more of my vocals in the monitors, I'll just say, can I get more James Hetfield in the monitors, please? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that assumed knowledge that he knows that it, it means me. Because I'm not, I'm not saying turn anyone else up. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was playing with with my other band, the one that didn't do the kiss thing, a few weeks ago, and that band really, really enjoys bourbon, mm. like a lot. Awesome. Um, like usually at, at a show, unless we play kind of early, I'm the one who's like. Making sure everyone's staying straight enough to play. Like, hey, let me grab you water, buddy. (laughs) And for whatever reason, a few weekends ago, um, those roles got reversed in a big way. I don't even know what happened. Just like, (laughs) I was there and everything was fine. And the next thing I know, we're going to get on stage and like, they're all looking at me like, can you stand up? You good, bud? <laughs> and that was the first time that our singer had actually, because in that band I just do like backing vocals, but I also talked with the crowd a lot. Um, and that was the first time he had caught me do the whole sing along if you don't know the words thing. <laughs> and he looked at me like, "Oh my god, Tim's brain's broken!" Like, yeah. we're oh, only no. four songs in. Oh no. Apparently that night like 
in between every song, I was just like, hey, you guys, this is the song, and we're going to play it now. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then as soon as the song would start, I would just, like, snap out of it and would just be, like, right in the pocket, like, perfect. Yeah, like, uh, all the... yeah, exactly the same here. You have, like, a, you've done it so many times. You have this superpower where it doesn't matter how fucked up you are. You're just able to bring it out of the bag. But then in the 30 seconds in between doing that, the motor <laughs> skills are like, did you did you still need me? Like, I was I was gonna go, but I'll uh, I'll make a pretty frank um, admission here. Uh, there was one time we were playing down in London, and we were we were about seventeen at the time, and we thought that we were playing so it was like a festival thing. And we were playing so early, we just assumed there's no one going to be there. By the time we play, it was like three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We're like, no one's going to be there. I mean, doors were midday. We weren't like opening or anything, but we were like, there's not going to be anyone there at 3 p.m. No chance. So we took some edibles. And, yeah. um, but what uh, our singer hadn't told us was that the edibles were laced with LSD. Hey, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I um I tried to order a Burger King when we got when we arrived off the bus, and I literally just stood and I was speaking to the server for like five minutes about like time, and we get to go on stage and I'm like, well, at least no one's here, and I just hear this like roar. There's a thousand people there. Oh no, and it was. It was great. <laughs> but, you know, it looked out. That it just worked. But uh, I remember, uh, and I think I'd got this via osmosis that uh, when, you know, Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He he played Woodstock. Uh, and when he played Woodstock, he'd tried LSD for the first time, like an hour before they went on stage. And he said he was wrestling uh, the fretboard on his guitar like a snake. He thought it was like a living snake. And I had the, I I don't know, I think it was, must have been by association. I just remember that story because I had the exact same thing happen. Like my fretboard is like bending uh, in ways that I didn't know it could. Uh, It's just, but there was some kind of will in there for me to just still be able to do it. I think that just like speaks to how well dialed in we were at that point. Because I think yeah. there's, a, there's a story about George Harrison of the Beatles, and he they were they tried to record this song so many times on the Abbey Road record that he was still he was like fingering the uh, the guitar tablature in his sleep, and I'm guessing it's like that, like whatever part of your lizard brain is like holding onto that shit is what got me through that experience in a big big way, and. Yeah. Looking at a thousand people on acid is like the worst. Oh god, yeah. Mm. No, nah, I'm good. I thought they were all like surveillance. <laughs> oh, oh, you yeah. walk up to the mic and your inner monologue becomes your outer monologue, and you just walk <laughs> up to the mic like, "Oh shit, they know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I, a, that's a, that's that story. Anyway. Well, like <laughs> it, veering off the music subject, but totally fair choice. There's there's a there's a story. 
so when I was, it was before I got married, um, I was laying in bed with, uh, with my now ex and sleep, just sound asleep. And I wake up to her just sitting up on one elbow and just staring at me very, very confused. And there's a, there's a a way this is all going to connect. Um, and Hey, what's up? She just goes, you okay? And I said, yeah, why? Apparently. So my day job at the time was I worked as an installer for a big box retailer of TVs and stuff. I apparently woke her up and instructed her how to safely carry a TV into a home, unpackage it, prep it, mount it to a wall, level it, and went through the entire setup. All in my sleep. Jesus. That's, you know, a good proponent for, uh, or an argument for the fact that retailers issue their employees with tasks that equate to modern day slavery. Like, and this is one of those things that, like, just sits in my head rent-free going, I never want to be at a job that makes me do that ever again. But then I also will hear a song that I played in high school marching band, and my hand just instantly starts going back to, like, how I, you know, the, the fingers I had to press on the valves of my sousaphone. Yeah. Oh, not me, baby. I, I s- select all, deleted all that shit. Dude, I can't. Like, it, my hand it just automatically goes. I'll be driving. And a song will come on. And my fingers just go. And I'm like, what the fuck is actually happening right now? And, and it wasn't even a want to thing. Like, I just, I tried to play tuba. Uh, at, uh, like an alumni band thing once. Oh no! And like between ten years of pizza, beer, and cigarettes, and <laughs> just doing whatever else I did to make my brain not 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 so good anymore. Like I could barely produce a sound out of the damn thing, let alone remember how to actually play the motherfucker. So I was just. St- Standing in the middle of this field, puffing my cheeks out, pretending to play this horn. <laughs> how many how many girlfriends have like beat up old guitar players are sick of getting finger bands banged to the rhythm of smoke on the wall? <laughs> right. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, here we go again. Looks like I'm finishing off in the bathroom. And and that's when they start bringing out that's when they start bringing out rush. why do you keep giving me slipknot cds for every occasion (laughs) (laughs) okay so another kind of tangential that wow words shut up uh words is hard uh so i druid and i frequently talk about Music, whether it's on the podcast or not. And we share, you know, music and musical histories and stuff. And something that's been coming up a lot recently is I listened to, like, our older sister's music tastes a lot. 
And then it slowly shifted more towards your taste as I got older. But I have this very distinct memory of being sicker than shit. And I was home from school and I used to go sleep on your futon (laughs) in your bedroom. Oh my god. When I was sicker than shit. Thanks, Dick. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Mom, Amanda's in my room again. But the the subtle revenge was that I would wake up like mid-fever, not feeling great, and I would see your Slipknot poster, and it would scare the fuck out of me. Good. <laughs> and like yeah. the Nine Inch Nails thing that you had hanging on the wall, like freaked me out. But I loved just like, you know sleeping for some reason your futon don't fucking know but that slipknot poster used to scare the fuck out of me and now now she's moved to des moines <laughs> by the way yeah <laughs> i i've done stand-up on a stage that slipknot got their start on like it shit like that and so i'm talking to somebody about that and i'm like it's very much like weird how like the shift in like my musical taste and the things I was into and like the things I have done in my life have just like shifted because like I'd go into our, my older sister's room and like I would dig around in her stuff. Like, you know, a little sibling does. And like, I dig through like her makeup and her nail polish and all this stuff. And I get sick and go, (laughs) I don't know if you knew that I would go sleep on your futon. No, that's gross. I used to bang on that. <laughs> I know. I've wa- I've walked yeah. in on you. <laughs> okay. Not, um, not cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah, wow. Yo, dude, put a sock on the door. <laughs> but that you was, guys remember when this podcast used to be about playing video games on the internet? Well, but one of the but a distant, but a distant memory. Uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, Aren't we supposed to say, hey, guys, or, like, isn't there something we're supposed to Skyrim or something? You're <laughs> <laughs> still bringing it back to Nine Inch Nails somehow from that. <laughs> well, well, you know, you're talking about you being into Renee's stuff, and you mm-hmm. got into, like, the music I listen to. You know, really, I think you were better off listening <laughs> to her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seriously, because I've gone back and listened to a fair amount of like, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, like pop and R&B stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't say that it's the same these days, but back then that music was objectively better, yeah, than like a lot of the hard rock kind of things, like. Even, like, I I don't even know how this happened. Oh, I was listening to this podcast I listened to um, called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. Oh, and this God. dude just, like, talks about songs from the 90s. And was specifically talking about Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And when the episode first started, I was like, hey, we're going to laugh about Britney Spears, and it's going to be cool. But then, like, the more, like, little clips of the song would play, it was like... No, like, the production and the instrumentals, like, 
I don't care how cheesy it is, and, like, if I have to, like, turn him a punk rock card, like, from a composition and production standpoint, like, that song fucks. Like, it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, it's, fu- it's so funny. The 90s, though, when you think about it, in the early 90s, like, rock was, like, heavy rock was all about female empowerment. And this is why you get on MTV things like shows like Daria, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, and then it, in the late nineties, it went, it pivoted right back into yeah. being like misogynist trash, which is yeah. like bookended by new metal in the early two thousands. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah, yeah. But pop music was still very much about that with female empowerment. Well, I've been like late nineties. I've been hitting um, the for some reason the Fuji's the score album has I, like well, for some reason I'm sorry but no it, it, for every reason well the, yes the reason is because that record's amazing it's yeah, so it's good it's but so like ups. it popped into my head and so I was like all right yeah I'm gonna fucking listen to this album again listen to the album and that led me into the Lauren Hill stuff from the Emancipation. The Emancipation of Lauren Hill. Yes. And I have been playing fairly close to on repeat, like constantly, doo-wop that thing. Because you listen to that song, and it's both to men and women, and it's just a beautiful song. The lyrics make fucking sense. And I'm just like... Like so, two like, things about that. <laughs> One is like you must be able to read minds because, quite literally, yesterday <laughs> I was looking for that Fuji's record mm-hmm. because I posted on my like Facebook story like my negative COVID test like Hey everybody, right. I'm ready to get weird again. And, you know, you can embed music into those. And I was going to put a clip from that Fuji song, like, Word on a Town, The Beast is Loose. Yeah. And it wasn't in there. I was most upset, so I had to use Motion City Soundtrack instead. I mean, fair. Tyler's old as time, man. Complete 180. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't, I don't know why. I guess I guess I kind of know why it makes sense. But every time that Lauren Hill record comes up, a record that I think was better and got like overshadowed by the Lauren Hill record comes to mind. Did you ever listen to that first Macy Gray record? Dude, Do you know I mean? yes. No. Yes. Oh. I, I was so, in, in, in those days, I was so insular in that I would listen to nothing without like a guitar in it. Because she had that one song. It was like, she's like a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. I'm not going to sing anymore on the podcast than I already have. <laughs> um, but for the, listeners, the for the listeners, go back and find a song called I Try by Macy Gray. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And if you're all up in your Lauren Hill shit right now, go back and listen to that Macy Gray record because it fucking... <sighs> It you know what? I'm gonna. I'll do that on your recommendation. I trust you uh, because my knowledge of Macy Gray doesn't extend beyond the fact that she was. Uh, she made a cameo in Sam Raimi, Raimi's Spider-Man movie. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, she's uh-huh. playing, she's, she's playing at that parade that the Green Goblin like crashes. What a jerk. Um, no, yeah, but yeah, at the time, most of what I listened to was guitar-based stuff. But like, I'm I've found over the last few years that I'm I'm working backwards. Yeah, totally the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine told me uh, a couple. It was like maybe two or three years ago. We were at a bar before we went to a hockey game, and I was talking about some band. I don't even remember what one, but he was like, "You know, Tim, as of late, I've discovered this weird genre of music that I can't really describe to you what it is. That's just called Tim in his thirties." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought real long and hard about it, and I figured out exactly what that genre was. It's nothing but acoustic folk punk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Elvis, Elvis Costello. Oh wow. Every Radiohead record up to Kid A. And then any indie rock made in the Pacific Northwest in between the death of Kurt Cobain and 9-11. Yeah, which mm. is why when we were talking, Tim, uh, I was very excited to tell you that I'd seen Pavement in Barcelona. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and they played to a, such a big crowd as well. It was insane. It was tens of thousands. Yeah, well, I'm not, apparently I'm not and the only one. Everyone was going fucking, I didn't, I didn't think they were that big. Yeah. It was, it was like Neil Young had took the stage or something. Yeah, they're just like. By the way, they were awesome. Um, fun fact: I had uh, a short email correspondence with the bass player Bob uh, Bob Nas- Nastanovich. I want to say his name is. Yeah, that was real cool. Uh, literally, nobody cares about that. <laughs> so anyway, on to well, Crash Bandicoot. Because <laughs> I still have. A bunch of those CDs you gave me when I graduated high school. And I revisit some of those CDs fairly frequently. You uh, know, it, it's going to be kind of a spicy take for some folks. Mm-hmm. Like, remembering what was in that collection of CDs, like, I went back and listened to some of that. And... A lot of that music does not hold up. No. Yeah, no, that's true, though. It's like a lot of that early 2000s shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it really doesn't. It was a real, uh, I think there was a real crisis of identity at that time in just about every piece of media available. Yeah, like a lot of the hardcore is some of my favorite hardcore of all time, mm-hmm. which, a quick mental aside, again, podcast super fan here drew it at one point i forget what episode it was you dropped a reference to the dillinger escape plan <laughs> oh my God. and that was the moment i knew that you and i were going to be fast friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man. what a band like the older i get the more i fall out of love with metal but like the old school dillinger shit and the old school between the barry to me shit I will never get sick of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. And I'm going to lump Misery Signals in there. Yeah. Really underrated group. But, you know, what I think makes a lot of that stuff not hold up for me is, like, 
the lyrics. Like yeah. the music all oh, has yeah. this like little stinker energy that I can still kind of get behind. But like so much of it is so so misogynistic and so like pity party piss pants like dude you are in a successful band mm-hmm. in underground like heavy music's most successful period of all time right and you are substantially more handsome than i am yeah so you can miss me with all your fucking problems and shit right yeah can we just say like uh literally all these bands with the most beautiful like gentlemen in them uh all complain about how they can't get the girl yeah I'm like, dude, you, you know, your nose has never been broken. Mine's been broken like three times. <laughs> and then, like, the best, this is a statement that's going to get me in trouble. A lot of the best stuff from back then was made by some of the worst people. Oh, and well, no, you're, not you're even supposed to, like, cancel culture, and you're supposed to, like, disavow people, like... Every single brand new record is a masterpiece, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. I know that Jesse Lacey is a bad guy, but son of a bitch, like yeah, I, so good. There, there is there, uh, and you know, just to fall on that grenade a bit harder. Can we just say the devil and God are raging? Is raging inside me is just a, such a fucking banger record. It's in, insane. Oh, I saw him on the tour where they played the album in its entirety. Mm. And it was just... I only saw them twice. I saw them on that tour, and I photographed them at a music festival. And, like... It was funny, because earlier in that day, LL Cool J was playing. And there was these two older ladies that were doing photography, too. And they, like, stopped shooting. We were just, like, staring at LL Cool J and, like, singing along, like, swooning... And I'm sitting there, like, taking pictures, like, well, that's fucking unprofessional. And then, like, two hours later, Brand New comes out, and, like, they open with Sick Transit Gloria, and I took, like, six pictures of the band, and then just screamed in Jesse's face the rest of the time. (laughs) So it's like, I'm a hypocrite. Love that. Yo, but, you know... You know, it's too it's too much of a, a divisive issue. I think the cancel culture thing, but I will say I have listened to that album since it's been cancelled, um, and you know it's still it's it pops. They what? fucking roll. Such a shame. We like how dare he do that? By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, ugh. It's so fucking good. Like, and it, it makes me angry because you can't say that. Yeah. But God damn it. Like, I feel like they and maybe Modest Mouse are the only bands that America has produced in the last, like, 25 years that I think could sort of live in that, like, Radiohead-style space where, like, every time that there's inkling of a new record, there's going to be all this mystery and excitement about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. get that record out, you have no clue what it's going to be. 
Yeah, which is like, great. You know that well. it's going to be like so well done and put together perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Radiohead do have that uh, for sure. Radiohead, oh. I, I will dabble into Radiohead, but I don't. I never really. Like, cause I know so many people are just like Radiohead and then so many other people are just so turned off by them. And I just kind of like in the middle, like, eh, all right. But like, so here's the thing about like, here's the thing about the Radiohead thing is there's the people that are just like, yep, I'm in it. I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% fucking in. Mm-hmm. And then there's those people that see that first group of people and they're like, nope, I'm not even going to give it a try. I'm not going to fuck with it. Not even Mm -hmm. once because you people, I'm just going to laugh at group a and just be like a a cool guy about it. And I was that like anti radiohead hipster for a long time. (laughs) And then somewhere along the line, the music video for Paranoid Android popped up in my orbit again. Mm. Because, you know, those first couple of records, you know, were in the early 90s. Yeah. 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 Like, I have vivid memories of being a small kid seeing that Paranoid Android video on MTV and being like, I have no clue what this is. I've got a sneaking suspicion that I'm not supposed to be watching this. But that said, I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna watch it, yeah. But once that music video ends in the early nineties, there's not like you know, a good like music delivery system for eight year olds. <laughs> yeah. Where <it's> like <laughs> Where it's like, oh, hey, kid, you like this music video? Well, here, here's a cassette. Or, like, here's some news about what they're doing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're eight. Go play with yeah. some, like, right. Yeah. Or, or you're going to watch this station all day until it comes on again. Yes. Yeah. It... Like, you were talking about that Nirvana Unplugged mm-hmm. that one day. I remember yeah. watching the rebroadcast of that the night that they found Kurt Cobain. Oh, Oh, shit. It's just like the whole world was like freaking out about how they found Kurt Cobain and MTV was just like, hey, this is like all of the Nirvana shit we have is just going to be like on the rest of the night. Right. And I remember being at... um, Lucky and Gina's house. Oh my god. They still live on 58th Street. Uh-huh. In the ghetto. <laughs> In the ghetto. And there it sitting is. there watching that. Right. With with Gina and Reed and Shauna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you know, it and that's the funny thing, is like Mom bought me the DVD of that, I think. It was either Mom or it was you. And Nirvana got ruined for me for a couple of years. Like, 
Yeah, we had this conversation, yeah. actually, didn't we? Yeah. Falling out with a friend, like, every time I heard Nirvana, I instantly was ready to just, like, get into a fist fight. Like, it, it Nirvana was ruined. Now, I've been revisiting Nirvana. I've been listening to Pearl Jam again, and I haven't touched Pearl Jam in a hot minute. Like... Yeah, they're, they're solid. Like... They've they've got a lot to answer for because they fucking paved the way for so much shit. Mm. Well, girl, yeah, yarling. Uh-huh. I, I, I was really glad to find out that that style of vocalizing is called yarling. Like the singer of Puddle of Mud is like on a fucking mountainside in Norway, just fucking <laughs> instead of yodeling, he's like, well, cause, like so, I watch vocal coaches and like opera singers and stuff react to different songs because like I've fallen in love with this band out of Germany and they crack me the hell up and she had reacted to one of their videos and then I just like spiraled down this hole of her videos and it was like she reacted to, you know, Disturb, Five Figure Death Punch. But then like I somehow found myself into her reacting to a video of the unplugged Nirvana, which led me down into, you know, Pearl Jam and just farther into that hole. And so I've been bringing up all of these bands and all this music that I listened to when all three of us older kids still lived under the same roof. So among those, make sure that you don't forget stunt bumble pilots. Oh, absolutely not. I think most people do. Mm -hmm. And I think spicy music take coming in hot of all those like real popular grunge bands from like, shit first started and i know they're not really like oh, they're not a grunge band they're not from seattle it's not sabbathy enough whatever right i think stone temple pilots is my favorite it- right interesting for me it's a toss-up between alice in chains and sound garden from the big ones mm. but yeah like the level to which i was like when i was first getting into music how much of a grunge aficionado i was was like insane so I know, you know, everything that was on sub pop records. Oh yeah, yeah. At, at that time, uh, it, it really turns me on. But like, you want to talk about vocals, Lane Staley, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way Ugh. he harmonizes with Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, and and I, it's funny you saying you the opera opera coach reacts videos. I saw one. Uh, I think it was about Man in the Box by um, Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. And he hits like a. He hits this note in the chorus. And the opera coach, like, shat her pants. She's like, Do you know how hard it is to do that? Well, that's. This chick, she, like, she actually has a premiere of a video tomorrow uh, reviewing uh, Chester Bennington singing Given Up. And, like. Right. She's got a whole list of, I mean, her shit, it, understanding the basics of music, just in general, listening to her talk about it is super interesting. And then there's a, an old composer that lives in Hawaii. Like he does these two, uh, key of Jeebs or something like that. 
Yeah. Key of Jeebs and the charismatic voice are the ones that I'm like, I find myself coming back to. And like, because I've fallen back into System of a Down really heavily too. <laughs> Which is, it like, I use YouTube as like my playlist maker. And I just let it auto-generate a playlist based off what I've been listening to. Uh, and it's such a clusterfuck right now of, like, my mix is currently the top, like, handful of songs is System of a Down, Grandson, Melanie Martinez, Shine Down, and Billie Eilish. And for good measure, Bo Burnham is right after. Like... It, I want you to know Druid Alex Cameron is now popping up in it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my man of the moment. But, like, uh, people expect me to be, like, have way more tattoos than I do, and I just listen exclusively to metal. And that's just not, like, it anymore. I've been listening to very gay country like uh Orville Peck, come or- on. Dude, Orville <laughs> Peck is so good. Orville yeah. and Trixie Mattel, anytime they come together on anything, you bet your sweet ass I'm listening to it. Yeah, it's funny you say um everyone assumes that I'm just a metal guy straight up. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they like we get that. We get guests on the show and they're like, Oh, Drew will know this, he loves metal. Right. And it's true, I do, I do, but there the music I make, I haven't made metal music really since I was about 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were a pretty damn good metal band, don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, but, like, come on, dude. Like, the thing about being in a metal band is this. Like, it gets so boring so quick. Uh-huh. And you got to hang out with metal people. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But, like, we we got into indie rock straight after, and, like, indie rock people were way worse because they all had rich parents, and we were, like, the oh, poor kids. Yeah. But then it was great because we got to say, like, we're Oasis and you're fucking blur, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and see, you know, going back to what I said before we started recording about, like, how I had these, like, you know, UK-based, like, frame of reference that I thought was going to jive with you, like... There's a lot of, like, you said the Blur Oasis thing. Like, there are things like that that I feel like are conversations, like, roads we could end up going down. But at the same time, it's like... And do I really want to be, like, the, like, hey, you're not from around here. You want to talk about some British music with me? <laughs> no one else will understand. <laughs> But that said, you said that, like, you, you think, you're, you said that there's, like, a metal perception around you. Yeah. Before yeah, you and I ever spoke, listening to you talk on here, I was like, oh, like, if we talk about music, like, someone will understand my, like, Johnny Marr reference. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've heard, um, you know, some of my music. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, there's definite Johnny Marr and the shit that I sent you, or Ginger sent you, I can't remember how it worked out. But I mean, like, 
for me, it's about marrying that Johnny Marr with the fucking Tony Iommi, you know, Black Sabbath. Like, I, that's my my ultimate goal is to put all these things in a pot and make it like work. Yeah, I just I can't get my head around what he and Graham Coxon from Blur like. The way the two of them play is just something I can't get my head around. Well, I, but I desperately know, want to. You might mark out about this. I don't know, and I feel really bad because we've been talking about music for about <laughs> an hour, and um, I don't know how I, this is going to fly for I'm people. Sorry, Ginger. But, but um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> when I I was first in at college, uh, I was actually a dropout doing a music technology degree. And part of that, I got to sit in on a conference with Stephen Street, the guy who produced oh. all of oh, the Smith yeah. records. Yeah. And, you know, he said something that really stuck with me that day and has come to inform everything I do with music and the guitar, basically. And it, it, this is Johnny Marr's secret, man. If you listen to that shit with headphones on, you realize that Johnny Marr's mission is to fill every space in that kind of stereo output with like a little bit on the right, a little bit on the left. And it's, it's like Johnny Marr's all about creating like a buffet of sound with like, he's got that jangly chorusy guitar sound. But if you listen to like, for instance, heaven knows I'm miserable now by the Smiths, you'll hear that his guitar is popping off in all directions. And it's literally his whole philosophy is just about layering stuff melodically so it pops out at you yeah it's just it's it's disgusting it's disgusting how good it is when it comes together and it's just ugh, so good sorry ginger skyrim that, thanks yeah <laughs> well and that's s- <laughs> something else related to you know you being my brother the only speaking of games the only real exposure I had to video games for a long time was the shit you had. The shit that my friends let me borrow that you stole from me. Yep. And then fast forward to like, I'm an adult moving out of the house. Like, and you're like, here, here's these video game systems that belong to your friend that I've had for seven years. Yeah. You know, I was a kid. All right. And then I, and then like, I don't see those people for years on end, so I'm just carrying this shit around from place to place. <laughs> like, eventually someone's going to get this. Who, who wants it or needs it or it rightfully belongs to. And I'm pretty sure that I've fessed up to this before. On this podcast. I'm pretty sure that I've fessed up to it. Because... It all fucking bleeds into one at this point, let's be honest. I, I mean, yeah. But no, I... I didn't, like, it didn't ever connect in my head as a kid, ever. But, like, as an adult, I'm like, I was a, I was an asshole. I was an actual <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you know, that, I didn't think that's where you were going with it. I oh, think no. you were going to give us, like, a Konami code or something. No. Uh, and so, like, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I was, well, okay, um, yep, like, but it was... Okay. I'm Ginger, and I steal shit. Um, uh, not anymore. <laughs> I used yeah. to. 
Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the artful ginger. <laughs> but, like, people on stream will be like, wait, you've never played this game? And I'm like, no. Like, if it wasn't something that my brother uh, had borrowed from his friends, I probably didn't play it. And so now, like, I'm going back and playing all these old games, and they announced the Banjo and Kazooie. I think it's a remake. They did a remake and a sequel. Like, I immediately flash back to playing Banjo Kazooie, and it was back in the days of I couldn't get past any levels, and I'd go here, take it. And yeah, uh huh. I'm I'm gonna steal shit from you and not give it back till I need help with it. Uh huh. I'm and, gonna like take it back again. And then uh-huh. I'm gonna use that point of reference to build an empire. <laughs> yeah. Online. <laughs> no, a gaming you. empire. Uh huh. Listen. Then I'm then I'm gonna like forgo all that wonderful platforming action and then. Uh, do a car wash simulator. <laughs> Listen, I can fully admit. I can fully admit. Like, I was an asshole kid who was super bad at video games. Now I'm an adult who's super bad at video games and doesn't s- <laughs> steal from people so, anymore. <laughs> yeah. What well, did you did you ever play Tales with Tim playing Sonic? Because I feel that's a real sibling rite of passage. Did we ever? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I used to make my cousin old Kitty, who was on last week's episode. She was always Tails, man. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. Because we. Because I'm an asshole. (laughs) Because I'm a fucking dickhead. No, I I feel like we played. If we did play anything together, it was like. Diddy or like Donkey Kong. I was just about to say I re- I vaguely remember some Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. uh, happening in, in a in a two player capacity in that way, but I don't remember Sonic. Mm-mm. I don't know if, if Sonic was part of the part of the repertoire. I don't think so. I mean, if you had, if you had an N sixty four, you were fucked. You were well, getting any Sonic. Well, right. Well, there was fast. You, you, you don't have a deviant art page, do you, Tim? Not anymore. Yeah, so you didn't play Sonic. You'd, you'd still be you'd still be drawing like furry breasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you guys hear? Uh, and I only saw this because of a John Oliver segment the other day. <laughs> it was a lady running for governor in the state of Georgia. And a huge part of her platform was that she was going to ban furries in schools. Yes! <laughs> Finally, yes. someone's fighting a good fight. You know, forget guns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, veiny, like, <laughs> veiny son of the hedgehog penises coming towards you like, um, like bullets. Dude. Well, and that's the best part about it, is they wildly misunderstood the concept. <laughs> Because they weren't worried about that. They thought that furries were when kids dressed up like cats and dogs and then shit wanted in to, like, box. get in a litter box oh. or piss in the yard. Oh, no! 
No, no, when, no, no. When this lady gets elected governor, she's going to get rid of all the cat boxes and all the schools. And kids are going to stop peeing in the yard. Oh, fuck off. This is an actual thing. Like... While the janitor's taking out the cat box, there's two people dressed as squirrels in a bathroom stall. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. No. It's legitimate. This is legitimate no. because I watched the same segment. <laughs> you know, this is why we've got to stop uh, Bitcoin now. Yeah. God damn. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's nothing worse than, like, like uh, I'm a finance bro that has, like, a leather fucking squirrel mask. And like, don't tell the principal that she'll take out her cat boxes. Like, fuck off. Come on. That's uh, so Tumblr. What are you doing, Gen Z? Don't be so Tumblr. Learn from our mistakes, man. No, it's the it's the people it's it's not Gen Z. It's no, a woman who ran for fucking governor. No, no, oh wait, I'm missing no. No. Yeah. Ugh. Her name Yo. is Candice, but she spelled it K-A-N-D-I-S-S. Yes. Candace. Oh, my God. Uh, look, man, I'm not here to kink shame anyone, you know. But fuck me. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I find an- animal shit's weird. Yeah. Animal shit is weird. It's like people that dress up as, like, animals are like children, man. Yeah, I don't. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, animal shit is weird to me. Uh, I, 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 you know, I preface that like you're weird. Well, like, I'm not here to kink shame you, but you are fucking weird, uh, and, which is wrong. But like, well, maybe not, man. If it, apparently if it's like an anime My Little Pony, it's cool, right? But then if it's a real pony, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Am I just digging like a massive like? shit pile in my own little box here like can someone just no, clarify like, to me <laughs> no like I, I totally get it I guess you know my perspective you know we were talking this what we talked about prior to hitting record and after is all a little bit blurry but you know like you know earlier we were talking about like getting older and like shit getting weird on you mm-hmm. like I don't know if I just used up all of my rowdy, like, you know, in simpler times, but just, I've gotten to the age now where it's like, anything that anybody wants to do, in terms of like a kink, or getting out there and like, you know, letting your freak flag fly, Mm. like, I get it, but I barely have the energy, or the like... Yeah, Des- desire to just live my general baseline life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have just enough will to carry on to like muddle through my milk toast existence. <laughs> to yeah. even like start to consider, like you know, mm. getting out into the extremes, like. Yo, I feel so vanilla, right? Because, you know, I just like a, I like a bit of booby. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, there's no, like, uh, you know, 
There's like, no like fractal artwork on it. To, <laughs> like, I don't I don't need fractal artwork on them to make me like ejaculate. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine at that on my own. Um, that said, I mean, anybody who wants to live their life however they choose, like, you know, we are on a marble floating through the cosmos. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, a tiny little speck of fuck off nothing. And that little speck, when you drill down a little further, is mired in, like, state-sanctioned gun violence and not actually sanctioned get off my nuts but you know what i mean (laughs) effectively sanctioned gun violence and divisiveness over absolutely fucking nothing on a planet whose heat death is being like accelerated constantly in a way where a few small corporate overlords literally dictate parts of our lives that we can't even possibly imagine under the guides of getting that American dream one day. And I'm supposed to get up every day with the knowledge of that and be concerned about what gives you a boner. Right. Yeah, that's true. You've made me feel like a total asshat for being like, <laughs> they're animals, bro, by the way. Well, no, I, no. Like, like, look, I'm not, like, I think, I like to think I've, like, won enough currency with the listeners for them to know that I, I'm not slut-shaming anyone there. Right. No, I mean, that said, on the face of it, the mechanics, the whole general idea is definitely different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very but diplomatic. It, it's different in a kind of fashion where it's like, it's different, but if that's your thing, good oh, job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring you the letter boxes back to Congress. You, you found your thing. Mm. I'm happy for you. But my thing is like, I'm not going to die today, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I was absolutely hoping and praying you'd say, my thing is a cool Bud Light and Pamela Anderson. That's right. Yeah. I don't know any, any of that shit. Well, that's... Ham sandwich and a rerun of Baywatch. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Well, and like... I'm going to sit down with a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. My thing is, you do you, I'm going to do me, like whatever makes you happy have fun no animals no kids everything legal have fun like yeah 100% like if you need a leather dog mask to do that that's cool I mean uh, like bet like I mean I have enough friends in the drag scene where I'm like oh yeah that's a little weird go off sis like (laughs) whatever Yeah, Yeah, yeah I mean nothing phases me right but also, like, ask me to have a strong opinion about something. Right. And it's not going to be anything in that arena. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I am lucky Why? enough that I found a person who is way higher than me on the prettiness scale. <laughs> and she will sit and watch TV with me. And every once in a while, when conditions are correct, she might touch my wiener. Oh my god! Right, and it's like great, great success. What? What's, what's that like, by the way? 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> like, I don't I can't need... wait. Um, I've been dreaming about it. You know, but it's like, you see, like... And, and it's not even, like, kink stuff. Like, you see people that just... God has not been nice to on an aesthetic level. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. have not been nice to on a personality level. Yeah. Looking at and, you now, Foy. <laughs> and they are the <laughs> vainest people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I, I don't get what makes what makes some people tick. And I guess that's kind of like my whole philosophy in life is like none of us deserve everything or none of us deserve anything and we're all these like little tiny dirt balls of like you know we're all whoopsies god made one day yeah true <laughs> who literally deserve nothing that ever happens to us in a good way like mm-hmm. Be happy for any single thing that you've got. And, like, you know, I get being ambitious. But then there's, like, being greedy. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to play Sting every breath you take in the background of that. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well. And I think, especially, like, this season on the podcast, I've definitely, like, it It comes across that everybody is, like, when everybody, when someone's going through a hard time, like, it can show. And I've been a little bit more open about letting that shit show. But I find, like, it, Tim knows what our fucking childhoods were like and how and how even six years apart they were different and in some substantial ways and shit like that happens and it shapes kind of your perspective and like i walked into the gas station the other day and i could tell that the the lady working the counter was just having an absolutely horrible day and you know smile chit chat whatever and i said hey well, you know, I hope you have a better day. And she just kind of sighed real big. And I said, but what I want you to do is I want you to remember something. There's three good things that happened to you today. She goes, what do you mean? I said, you woke up. You could still see out of your eyes. And you could still suck air. Mm. And there's a fourth one. You can visit the link, linktr.e <laughs> ginger talks and buy some merch. Are, are, are either of you familiar with a gentleman on... YouTube named Pat Finnerty. I love Pat Finnerty. No. Pat Finnerty is my favorite human on this planet. Ginger, uh, Pat sorry. Finnerty. So you, you know what? Drew, you, you take it. I, I would like to hear your perspective on this. So he's he seems to be in his maybe early 40s. Yeah. Uh, he, he was like a teenager in the, in the 90s. And he started this YouTube channel where he really pulls apart music from the nineties and the aughts uh, in the in just the best way. And I'll reference his video about uh, Danny California. 
Yes. Uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he does this great thing where he's like, who actually likes uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers? And he just like goes up to people in the street and he'll be going like, do you like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> and he goes to like uh, some like college frat party and he finds out that's where all the fans are. But then he'll like all dissect the track and the chord structure and show you why it's bullshit. Hmm. Why that particular song is bullshit. And the way he breaks it down, you just can't argue him. Like, you can't argue it by the time it's over. Yeah. It's, I... it's the best. It's the so absolute good. fucking best. I'm going to Yeah, really watch. recommend that. To, really recommend that to anyone. The Hey Soul Sister video uh... is quite possibly the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'll say the Weezer video, uh, the Beverly Hills Weezer video, I've never related so hard to anything. Yeah, I yeah, never I... thought that a funny YouTube video about why Weezer stinks would like leave me with like the little like like choked up like ball in my throat at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh my god, this guy is like speaking to my soul. And then he tore apart that stupid ass fancy like song. <laughs> Did you see the little stinkers about fancy uh-huh. like? Yeah, uh, yeah, so oh. good. Oh he's he, you know, he, <laughs> he busted that motherfucker out. He's like wearing a tech vest on a tractor. <laughs> I, he's the uh, daddy I want to become, man. Oh my god, oh. I yeah, I've got his channel pulled up. I'll have to. Yeah, anyone at home, you need to his hear it. Instagram. Like he'll go on Instagram live, just like. To do dumb shit, like, he's in a band uh, called Strand of Oaks, who's been on tour this summer, and so just, like, in the van, they'll be bored, and he'll just hop on, like, Instagram Live, and he'll just, like, take a poll, like, is, is, what was it he said? Oh, he's like, do you guys prefer to use the term dope, or the term sick? (laughs) And then he'll just, like... And then he'll just, like, bring in random people and just talk to them for, like, ten minutes about, like, nothing. And then get their vote and keep score. And he'll sit there for, like, an hour and a half. Wow. I'll tell you, uh, one thing I love is that in that Weezy video, he went into a store selling blinds and just spoke to the the guy at the desk. BTWG. And then he'll come back in, like... (laughs) Yeah, five five videos time. He's just still asking the guy from the store selling blinds what he thinks about what he's talking about. It's absolutely fantastic. Yes, and so like that, I go there. I go to Pat Finnerty's Instagram Live and like shit talk trapped. <laughs> and if I do that, then I don't dive into the gun control debate. Oh, right. Yeah, for me, it was starting a podcast about Twitch streaming. Uh huh. Yeah. I. <laughs> at, at what point are we supposed to go? Hey, YouTube. Uh. Am I, I mean, am I am I making am I content creating right? Uh. Did I did I do it? Did I did I make a Twitch just now? You're adorable. I love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be funny if I was really like that? <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. It'd also be it'd be like insufferable. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I got an apple pie cooling out the window in case you wanted some. <laughs> I thought I hated myself now. Wow. <laughs> that guy sounds unbearable. Yeah, uh, 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 it, it's just how you like it, I guess. Oh, I hate everything about that. <laughs> that's that's a phrase I've been saying a lot more, and I realize it makes me sound like a huge bitch. But I'm just like, no. I feel like seventy five percent of the time that you use that phrase, it's like directed directly at me. It's I actually direct it more towards a toaster. Okay. Than I yeah, do that, anybody else. <laughs> understandable. Fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, speaking of <laughs> toaster, do you want to segue into some guest questions? Because there's yes, some... and since you guys like chaos, I'm going to co-opt your segment. There's some bangers in here. <laughs> okay, so listen, this segment is guest questions, right? <laughs> Yes. It's called guest questions, but the guest never brings a question. <laughs> fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> He's coming hard. I've, I've brought some questions. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> just a couple. I'm just going to spitball some questions. And so I told you to put a pin in the whole, like, <laughs> you and I started, like, like uh, scatting that My Chem song. Mm-hmm. What is a, a spicy hot music take each of you have that you know will piss a listener off? Oh, wow. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, there's probably so many. I feel that, like the quality of my answers in this segment has really gone downhill because I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah. It's like the other team scored a point. <laughs> Uh, hot, spicy music tape. I'm going to let Ginger go first. I need to think on this. I, a hot, spicy music take. Just because you're passionate about what you're doing doesn't mean it's actually good and people will continue to fluff your dick about it. It, there, there's a perfect time to give the fuck up. Noted. Mm. <laughs> I hear you loud. Yeah, <laughs> feel per, uh, very personally attacked him after no. we said. Neither of you guys, but there are artists that I know of who literally are only successful because of a meme. Right. And you. you you can think you're a success all you want, but eventually you need to own up to the fact that you actually suck ass. <laughs> and like, uh, stop, just stop. <laughs> well, so stop everyone. If you make music, uh, just, <sighs> mm, sorry. I feel like that's not actually a huge hot take, but it is what? for me. Okay, yeah, because everyone's selling their wares, I understand that. And we, we're supposed to, like, uh, be, like, sympathetic parents to everyone and just be like, that's great, wow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like we're kindergarten teachers, we've got to be. Just got to put it put it up on the fridge. Yeah, wow, that's so awesome. It's like, it's awful. 
No, I mean, because Druid, you send me music, and I give try to give you real constructive criticism. Oh. Like, <laughs> because I care about what you're putting out, and so if I really like something, I tell you what I like. If I don't necessarily like something, I tell you. Mm. But I also know how to go, but musically it makes sense. It just, it's just not, I, I wouldn't have made that choice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm never going to change it. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, but it means so much more than just blindly saying everything's great. Yes. I'm, ugh, yes. That is a hill I will die on. Because, yeah, because, like, it, just, it, it becomes meaningless after a time. Mm-hmm. Especially with someone like myself where I'm just constantly like, I did this, I did this. Yeah. Um, I don't do that to everyone, by the way. Um, mm, I know. I just, mm, I have feelings. Anyway, do you have an answer, Druid? Uh, spicy musical Tay. Uh, yeah, I don't really like Led Zeppelin that much. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't. Like, I should like it, but, uh, like, I appreciate it, I guess. I've got respect for it, but I just don't yeah. love it. I get it, but I don't rush out to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, I'm not coming to you with, like, Led Zeppelin album tracks in maybe the way that you think I, I would. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that's pissing my, someone my, off, right? My, my, you're my guy. Oh, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> and, uh... So, I feel like this this may even ruffle some feathers amongst the three of us. We started singing it earlier. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is better than the Black Parade by leaps and bounds. Yes. 110 million percent, yes. Everyone's like, oh, Black Parade, gargle, gargle, gargle. Like, yeah, uh, I, 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 fell, I, I fell off. By the time that shit was coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy the Black Parade, but it hit... That was at a, a very interesting point in my teen years. But Three Cheers is infinitely a better album. Like, right, it broke them. Um, Black Parade, I didn't care for the Queen shit that started coming in. Yeah, like, I, I dig that stuff, but, like, that album to me was very much like American Idiot in this way uh, that, like, the, yeah. ol- the only band, like, in that genre, in that era, that I want to be getting, like, real big and, like, Broadway with it is, like, Panic at the Disco for their mm-hmm. first two records, and then we're done. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, they made American Idiot a musical, and they could have done that with the Black Parade. They could have. Uh, one thing I will say, the new My Chem song, Slaps. I haven't listened I, to it yet. I, I actually know, quite I'm, like it. I'm I'm going to wait. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes things like that happen, and I just, I want to wait. I want to listen to it with the benefit of all hype and all anger being completely yeah. extinguished. Yeah. Hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend. Uh, what I will say as well 
Gerard Way's uh, solo record, Hesitant Alien, is hella good. Yes. And that is most enjoyable. I like the transformation of Gerard Way from Three Cheers to now. He's a fucking mogul now. Like, not only, like, the business and, you know, creative transformation, but the transformation in him as a person. Yeah, he's found himself, and, uh, you know, really appreciate that for him. Like, uh, as... As a kid who hearkened themselves as kind of a weirdo in high school, like, that, seeing that, now, like, every once in a while I, I remind myself that I'm 30 and I'm like, oh shit, you thought 30-year-olds were, you know, fucking old assholes, and now you're 30 and you're, <laughs> like, seeing that transformation and seeing his change from, like, back then to now, like, it it does something for that, like, kid who thought they were a weirdo back in high school. Yeah. yeah. And this has nothing to do with that, but I do have a certain amount of respect for a band who knows when to shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... 100%. There are, there are those bands that, like... Boy, they're still just like plotting along and they're trying like like Taking Back Sunday has made like three or four records since I stopped listening and they might all be phenomenal. Right. But I'm never going to know. That's uh, you know like Mon- the, the Pat Finnerty thing, Weezer, mm-hmm. like they should have called it after out like album 2, right? So Well, I don't know. I I, I quite like I like uh like three I, I like green. I like uh, green and maladroit. Maladroit, yeah. I, I actually have a soft spot for the red album as well. But Same. Then, yeah. But like everything after that. Yeah. Uh, just you know, even when the records are like seem like a return to form, they manage to like bookend it with an absolute like dog shit clanger. Yeah. Well, and like for me, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Name me one song that's not face down that you know by Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Can't do it. Uh, Duality. No. <laughs> I mean, okay. maybe. I don't, I don't fucking know. I wouldn't know. I just looked them up <laughs> and they had three <laughs> songs that popped up and I knew one of them. I was referencing the fact that Slipknot used to wear red jumpsuit. I caught that. I chose not to acknowledge it. But Red Red Jumpsuit with Apparatus put out an album in 2018. Yeah. And we got kicked out of a venue for doing a stand-up show because Red Jumpsuit Apparatus arrived early. And... They needed to load into the stage. They had to steal <laughs> yeah. images from a photographer without giving them credit. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like what, <laughs> what, what, like what have red jumpsuit apparatus got against comedy? Are they like um, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas? Like, am I funny? Am I amusing to you? <laughs> Quite Dude. the opposite. They're a bunch of crizzes. 
Yeah. Oh my, yeah, no Hema there. So what we just ended up Mel Gibson. We ended up just fucking <laughs> shotgunning white claws on the back patio while they were yeah, loading yeah. in. Like I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like hey, I don't give a fuck about you were gonna sit here on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, okay. Live from the streets of Baltimore. <laughs> I'll go fuck about no red jumpsuit apparatus, man. I'm drinking white call on the stove. I love it. All right, guest question number two. All right, lay it on me. Would you rather live in a world where your lips have regular skin or where your entire body is made of lip skin? Oh. Uh, the former. Because I can't, you know, I'm not giving the world a big open mouth kiss, man. Because <laughs> it's like, if people had regular skin on their lips, it would be a grotesquery. Like, <laughs> every single right. person I- you saw. But on the flip side, if your body was covered in lip skin, like, every time you, like, shook hands with somebody, would they get a boner yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, um, I, I'll just be rocking it like a Ken doll man. You know how he's got those like same lips, like 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 the uh, paint bucket fill tool was just like fuck it. I can't bother to go to the color swatch, bro. I just I don't I don't know. I I already have fairly sensitive and pale skin. <laughs> I don't think it's far for me to be all like, oh, yes, my entire body is covered in lip skin. Uh, yep. I hate that statement, by the way. I feel it in my teeth. Oh, it made, like my whole body is covered in lip skin. It made... It sounds like a porno website. Uh-huh. Lipskin.com. Sponsors uh, of the Ginger Talks podcast. I am we'll not, get you when you're coming. We'll get you when you're going. I'm not plugging that into Google. We're not replaying uh, that. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I feel like that's, that's my answer, but I don't. Mm, mm. So, uh, Ginger's, <laughs> Ginger's answer is I've already got lip skin everywhere. <laughs> just, uh. Mm, uh, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not saying that term again. Uh, Move, please, <laughs> please no. <laughs> so, anything else? I think I've ruined your podcast enough. To go on to the, <laughs> the questions right. from from the people. Such a classic big brother. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, Mr. Superfan of the podcast, you should know what the first guest question always is. Hey, look, everybody wants a clean home. (laughs) If you have a chance to (laughs) make your your, uh, domestic duties more efficient. (laughs) Oh, my God. Go ahead. I feel like I'm on a Comedy Central roast. Sorry, I'm laughing way too hard. Um, if you could have any mundane superpower, what would it be? So I thought about this quite a bit. <laughs> I would like to have telekinesis, but it only works on musical instruments and pro audio equipment. 
<laughs> oh, bro, I've thought about that so many times. Imagine if you could just think your way to being Prince. Like, because just like, there's no worse feeling than like, you just got off the, like a stage and like your shirt is like clinging to your body because you're sweating so much. And like... All you want to do is drink all of the beers and all of the waters on Earth, but instead you have to carry like eighty pound speakers down mm-hmm. a flight of stairs into a van, mm-hmm. and then take them out of a van and down another flight of stairs before you drive back across town and like slink into your house at three in the morning. Right. But if you could just sit in the green room with a pitcher of beer and a pitcher of water. And just watch everything float to the van. Yeah, it's a it Akira meets airheads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, bitch. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan <laughs> Brendan Fraser just going, Tetsuo <laughs> And if telekinesis being involved makes it not mundane enough, then I would want the ability to be five minutes early to anywhere I'm going, regardless of when I left the house. So good. Ooh. That's really good. I, I, I want that one. That would have saved so much struggle. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's genuinely great. Oh, God. Man, when guests have time to really think about it, uh, there's some banger answers, and I'm kind of... ugh. Uh, yeah, I love you it. get jealous, don't you? Because uh-huh. we did it on the first episode when we're still feeling shit out. Mm-hmm. Yup. And then next thing you know, you're fucking months later still talking about shitting out plates. <laughs> Almost a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> tough. Thanks. Lachaim. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I, I dig it. I dig it. I like it. I like it. Uh, we have some uh, other guest questions. We have quite a few in here. Um, we, the patrons uh, who subscribe at the $7 tier, they get priority uh, for guest questions. And so this one, I, it comes from, you know, in front of the podcast, ADHD Toaster. When did you first realize that I was in fact going to be your sister? <laughs> When a man and a woman start a relationship and marry way too young, but haven't come to terms with the fact that they needed a reset in life yet. <laughs> sometimes they try to keep the fire burning. And sometimes the result of that is um, those two people sitting down, their two small children, and saying, listen. If there's another one of you, it doesn't mean that we're going to love the other two any less, <laughs> even if we have to spend extra time nurturing the new one because it's so, like, small and can be hurt. So, um, you know, this January, coming to a house near you, is another one of you. Enjoy. Yeah. Or something along those lines. But I- completely thought you were going to go a different route with that and they they sat you down and went anything you hear tonight no matter what you hear no matter what you hear remember we love you 
But to answer the question of when uh, you were born, what, January 92? Yeah. So probably like March 91. (laughs) Somewhere between March and June, I'd imagine. Very (laughs) very diplomatic answer. I think we should just leave it. We should leave it at that. The one thing I will add is uh, apparently I was a surprise. Mom told me once, and this was supposed to be comforting, (laughs) that of all three of us OG kids, Mm -hmm. I was the most planned. Yes. (laughs) So, that that informs a lot about, you know, what I'm about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have also been informed of this. And, uh, yeah. So that's, I, I love that the only boy that dad has is the only one of the kids that was sort of planned. The rest of us were all kind of, huh? Whoops. <laughs> Surprise. Well, was, you know, with the gender norms in those times, he was working with that blue lightsaber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finding out about you was probably a lot more pleasant than finding out about Maya. Uh huh. Sorry. The smallest one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when, you know, at, at this point, it's pretty clear that, you know, we have uh, a bonus sibling that definitely wasn't part of the plan. Um, <laughs> 14 now, um, I found out that my uh, dad and his girlfriend were expecting at a 4th of July uh, cookout. Druid, the 4th of July, of course, being a commemoration of uh, when all of your religious nutbags came over here and then said, let's break up with the motherland. Um, Okay. All right, calm down, brother. Notice that was completely deprecating to us uh-huh. because all of the religious nutbags. Facts. But um, um, uh, we like to call uh, we like to call you zealots over here. Fair used to be. Fair. <laughs> We're much too uh, lazy to be that uh, fired up about it anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so you, you just like have a chili cook-off instead? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I go to this cookout, and the night prior, I had gone to the fireworks display by my apartment the, to commemorate the 4th of July, and I had drank um, all of it. <laughs> um, and may have also supplemented the party um, with, uh, you know, interjected a little bit of rave culture, if you get my meaning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Just left all of my serotonin at home. Um, (laughs) When I went to my dad's for that cookout, and just so hungover, I'm like hanging on to the grass so I don't fall off the earth. 
and like he walks up and he like hands me a, a brat and he hands me a beer and I sit down in this chair and I'm trying to like choke both of them down and like just act like a human and he comes up and hands me this piece of paper and I look at it and it's like you know it's an ultrasound I'm like oh you know what's this whatever and just calm as can be he just takes a drag off a cigarette and goes oh that's the first picture of your new little brother or sister <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh like God. it's like my brain's already like falling out of my ear holes and that's how you tell me I mean jeez and uh, then just without missing a beat he just gets this wry smile on his face and goes yep doctor said she couldn't get pregnant takes another drag off a cigarette and then goes leave it to me to prove someone wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Like okay, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Fourth of July is canceled. Yeah, you know, it's lucky those swimmers had life preservers, man. So, whatever version of that speech actually happened in sometime between March and June of 1991 was probably a much better experience, despite the lack of emotional intelligence that would typically befall your run-of-the-mill five-year-old. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, Toast, I hope you enjoyed that that little exploration into my family. <laughs> uh, I've got another question from a patron, and then we'll get into some of our more interesting uh, off-the-wall questions. Uh, what was the most mischievous thing I did in my youth? I mean, you stole shit. We already, <laughs> we already covered that. Uh, you know, you really didn't get super mischievous. I wasn't a, a horrible a, kid. No. Um, I can always yeah, hear like, that patron money being refunded. Well, no, 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 no. Because li- listen, listen, Druid, be cool. I anticipated. I anticipated some of these questions being. Very like it's time to embarrass <laughs> Ginger. Um, so I, I I scrolled the database <laughs> to come up with a couple of anecdotes, and I didn't. I, I figured like there'd be multiple questions like that. I figure maybe we'll just do like Ginger story time. Yeah. To like cover all of them, because <laughs> they're probably all going to be the theme of all of them is embarrass Ginger, right? Yeah. There was one specific request from someone that you know in my life wanting to hear the bank story. That was one of the anecdotes that I had uh, got in there. Um, But here's, okay, so here's a real small, like, real small ginger story um, that should give you guys a little bit of comedic fodder that you can deploy very simply and very effectively when Ginger was real little I think I know the, the story the film Pocahontas had just come out <laughs> not the story I was thinking of but okay and and Ginger was pretty enamored with this movie <laughs> you know like little kids do little kids catch a, f- a flick that they like and they just want to watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it until their parents hang themselves and that's how the children gain control, right? <laughs> so 
one of them for one of them for Ginger was Pocahontas. Yeah. And so if um there was ever anything we wanted to like convince her to like do or something like we wanted her to like you know like in the world we'd somehow like bring it around to Pocahontas. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and like there was a restaurant in the little town that we lived in um that was more a bar you know, it was kind of a pub style where, you know, there was just as many families in there eating at tables as there was just, like, blue-collar dudes yeah. drinking away their paychecks and getting rowdy. Um, and uh, to to make little Ginger feel part of the whole equation, they would make her, like, a Shirley Temple where they would just put, like, a little bit of Sprite and then they'd put some grenadine in it. Mm-hmm. So that it was like red and kind of like cherry flavored a little bit. And she was not really into them until mom told her that it was a special drink called a Pocahontas. Yup. <laughs> and then every time we went there, she would order a Pocahontas. And whatever waitress we got would look at her confused. And then my mom would have to like lean in and tell him like, yeah, you know, it's like a Shirley Temple. She calls him a Pocahontas for some reason. <laughs> and... So, around the same time, we had relocated down to the area around Columbus, Ohio, where I live now. Um, We are originally from an area a bit east of Cleveland, which is about three and a half hours away by by car. Mm -hmm. And when you are, you know, 10, you know, 13, 10, and whatever, you know, little kids all crammed in the back seat of uh, a Ford Taurus three and a half hours in the car feels like 20 years at Shawshank (laughs) and just everybody hates it the whole time. Everyone's bitching and complaining (laughs) and everybody has to like heed the nature's call, but never conveniently around the same time. So you got to make multiple stops and three and a half hours turns into four and a half hours. And you can't stop at any particular spot on the highway where there's going to be like a nice like gas station or restaurant because then it's like all the kids run inside and they want want to buy shit. And you got to tell them you can't buy shit or like, you know, then it's like and for whatever reason, I forget the exact scenario, but either they didn't want to pull into a place where you could uh, you know, typically do all of the roadside highway stuff you want to do, or we just weren't anywhere near one, whatever. But Ginger had to um, heed <laughs> nature's call and was making a pretty big fuss about it to the point where we just pulled over and her and mom were just going to kind of go off into the woods and handle it. And mom explained that to her and she was like well no that's not happening you can miss me with that shit or whatever you know some would say right. um, and so to get her on board my mom told her that that's how Pocahontas peed uh, yep yeah. have, you so, ever, have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon <laughs> or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned can you sing with all the voices of the mountain? Can you piss with all the colours of the ginge? God damn it. 
I've recently. And so, <laughs> we Sorry, always, a little aside. No, thank you for that. I want <laughs> someone clip that because <laughs> I need to. I'm bringing back ringtones. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a borderline experimental. Yeah. So anytime anyone ever, you know, pissed outside for the longest time after that, uh-huh. like, oh, just being like Pocahontas. I told. I actually told a story recently about how when we would go up into the like the tree line at the top of the hill it it was always uh-huh. too far of a walk to get back down to the house so mom and I would go into the woods and I would pee like Pocahontas cuz you're a fucking animal yes <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah so that's sufficiently I, 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 embarrassed ginger I mean, give you guys like a little a little Pocahontas fodder for for <laughs> The streams and stuff. Um, be careful how you deploy Pocahontas-related commentary. Yes. Because that can be problematic. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, that's going to give a, some pretty good fodder for the uh, the community. I know a certain someone who's going to... with all the colors of the gym. Oh, like, oh, musical guest, Orville Peck. <laughs> he yarled it a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, Pierce, with all the colors of the gym. I hate it Pierce, here. Pierce, <laughs> I broke hard ass. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> No, this is fantastic. I love this. Timothy Spoko. Jail drills pay. Roadside. Roadside. God damn it. Uh, well, I, Red, I hope you... Uh, I, I hope you enjoy that one. Um, so, uh, I'm not going to give you... Any context, I want to hear your genuine reaction. From Meepit's Mana, do you shit with that ass? All day, baby. <laughs> I, do you shit with Sadly, that ass? today, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, I woke up. To the, any listeners to the well. podcast knows I do it with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That is almost that. That's as good as I heard one the other day. Someone said, "Wow, look at them legs! Come all the way up and make a complete fucking ass of themselves." <laughs> yeah, oh, I like my that. God. I like. What did I? That that's in a movie, man. Oh, what was it? I think it was on Letterkenny that I saw them. Say, I heard someone say that. Oh my god! Legs. Look at the way they make a complete ass out of themselves. Well, do you shit with that ass comes from uh, a streamer. Uh, someone said, you know, hey, I've got the best pickup line for you ever. Do you shit with that ass? And it just broke him. Because how do you respond to that? And like, you're at a bar and I, I guess it's different for me um, than you two. But some dude walks up to me and goes, hey, yo, girl, you shit with that ass? Like... The fuck do you expect me to say? Yes? Uh, like... <laughs> take, no, a bi- you... take a biology class, man. 
What you say is sit down and open that mouth and find out. <laughs> you create content with that colon or what? <laughs> oh, hell. That is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, ever since, like, I'm turned 30 next month, and now I can only achieve a semicolon. <laughs> oh, God. But so now we're playing a game, and it's like me, Meep, Lou, Toast, Andy, like a whole bunch of us just, you know, or so there's AO, you shit with that ass. And it's just it, no other context, no nothing. So new people are like, what the fuck just happened? I just, it, it's fine. Just, <laughs> just let it go. So Meep. Uh, forcing me to ask my brother, do you shit with that ass? Uh, what if someone <laughs> rolled up on you and said that, and you just looked at him real sullen, like, mm. not anymore. <laughs> I like to shit out with my blue corn moon. God damn it. Uh, the person who's Only going like to... the pioneers and the settlers did it. <laughs> oh. The person who's going to run with that knowledge of my love of Pocahontas the person who's going to run with it the most is in this call right now. <laughs> it's an early birthday gift. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I've got a, another one. Uh, let's see. I'm going to hit. Mm. Uh, we're going to bring it back to, to music because this gentleman that asks this question is also a musician in front of the podcast. We love him very much. Real Andy DeSeal. Favorite story from a show you played or recording story? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Um, I'm trying to think if I've told this story on the podcast before. So stop me if I have uh, Ginger or Tim, <laughs> avid listener that you are. Uh, the first out-of-town show that uh, I ever played in my life, uh, we were about 16 years old. We travelled two hours down the freeway. Very exciting stuff. And uh, we kept saying to the sound guy, we need the bass turned up in the mix. And he was like, it's at full dude. And it just turned out the bass player didn't plug in the lead to his amp. Oh, no. That's fantastic. He, he oh. travelled like he travelled two hours down the road for literally nothing. Oh god. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm actually gonna I'm gonna slightly subvert the question. Mm-hmm. Um because this wasn't a show that I played, but it was a show that I worked at as a concert photographer. Um in my town here in Columbus, um, we've been trying for a couple of years to like get a music festival up off the ground that was like cool indie rock music, not like not like like weird red state rock festival like mm-hmm. five finger death punch headlining like <laughs> like one that's like cast a wider net. You know, right? Not so many women whose husbands are on deployment, like. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, 
Um, the production company in town is called Promo West Productions. Mm-hmm. And so they put on this thing called Promo West Fest, which was just, you know, normal music festival thing. Just go to a big park, stick a stage on either end, and fill three days with whoever, like, the hot artists are at the moment. And a couple of nostalgia acts and yada yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was working for, like, an independent music magazine, and had never done any photography before, um, but wanted free passes to go to this festival. So I applied for photo credentials and got them. So I was like, okay, just go take like a handful of like shitty photos, publish them. It'll be cool. So I'm hanging out in like the press area on like the side of the stage. And as bands finish playing, they would exit the opposite side of the stage. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of the last day of the festival, um, a band played who I had never heard, but I now absolutely adore more than any band that I've discovered in the last like 10 years, a band called Pup from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome band, by the way. Yep. Fucking phenomenal. Like them and idols are like, right up there with, like, the best thing I've heard in the last decade. But, um, so, Pup finishes their set, and they accidentally walk off the wrong side of the stage and walk by the press area. And I'm like, they're, like, five feet from me, and they, like, kind of nod. So, like, I respond, you know, just like, oh, hey, man, that was a great set. Complimented as, like, Steve Nash jersey. And, um, so the singer, like, stopped and, like, chatted with me for a second. And then walked away. And as soon as he did, this intern from the production company comes running up to me like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm eating a sandwich, like fucking with my camera. What are you doing? And she goes, who the hell said you could talk to them? You're not supposed to speak to the artist. Like, what's the name of your publication? Like, and then she's like, okay, well, now that I have all your info, I'm going to notify your editor and you're going to get removed from the festival right now. And your, uh, company will be blacklisted from all promo West events in the future and starts like reading me the riot act on like some bullshit because this dude came up to me and I complimented his Jersey. And so like, I'm sitting there like, oh fuck, like I'm going to get fired. My boss is going to fire, then murder me. Like... This is, like, the worst fucking thing ever. I'm feeling just, like, absolute dog shit. And then I see her go over and start talking to the lady that runs Promo West, who is in charge of the entire festival. And she's, like, pointing at me. And, like, you can see from her facial expression, she's saying all kinds of nasty shit. And the lady's, like, looking back at me. And all of a sudden, I see her come, like, walking my way with this, like, stern fucking look on her face. And she gets, like, five feet away from me and finally breaks and starts laughing. (laughs) The intern, who thought she was scoring some points by, like, throwing this photographer out, didn't know that I knew Marissa. (laughs) Nice. And, like, she didn't give a shit. And so, like, she's, like, walking towards me all stern and then she starts laughing and she's like, I should have known it was you, you idiot. Like... (laughs) She's like, yeah, don't worry about that chick. Like, it's the last day of the festival. Like, this thing went off without a hitch, and I can't believe it. I don't give a fuck now. Just have fun. Nice. 
And it, like, so we chat for a second, chop it up for a minute. She walks away. And that intern runs over like, I didn't know. I didn't know that you knew Marissa. I'm so sorry. And like started like groveling. It was just like, I felt like Superman after that. <laughs> just the, the look, like that pure condemnation on her face suddenly turns into, it was at that moment she realized she fucked up. Uh-huh. Mm. I love that. I love so not only did I get to meet Pup, who were dope as fuck, but then I got to watch this chick like completely eat shit and then continue shooting the festival. That's even better. So bringing up Pup, I know Pup from a video game. These YouTubers made this video game probably five, six years ago called Dream Daddy. The Game Grumps, you know, this was their game, this was their baby, and you played a character where you dated all of these different dads in a cul-de-sac, and then you picked your dream daddy, and one of them was really into just, like, a lot of underground music and stuff, and so they reached out to Pup and said, we would love to include some of your music, but because they're on a label they couldn't stop like streamers from being DMCA'd playing pups music. So in the settings of the game, you turned on streamer mode and they wrote an entirely different song for the game, for a mini game that was just all like, listen, we would love to have this in here for you, but we don't want you to get sued. So please go check out pup. Like whole big thing featured like animated versions of them in the game. And so I, w- I went and I checked out Pup after, like, the first time I saw them. And I was like, this is, okay, this is fucking dope. And then, like, I hadn't thought about it. Valentine's, or, like, February, I played that game on stream. And it reminded me of that. Um, so I love that that was your experience with Pup. And then this is my, like, that's my experience with Pup. yeah they're fucking awesome there was quite a while where like if I was at rehearsal and the guys were pissing me off I would just start subtly playing if this tour doesn't kill you I will (laughs) yeah Uh, they were like he really likes this song it's like no this is (laughs) called subtlety my friend (laughs) that's I love that I absolutely fucking love that. Andy, I hope you appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, that was a great fucking day. <sighs> I also photographed Noel Gallagher that day, which he's like, I bought What's the Story Morning Glory as a child and yeah. still have yeah. it. Uh, and I got to photograph Modest Mouse for like an hour and a half. Nice. Like, when you do the, like, the photo stuff the standard is like you get like the first three songs and then after the three songs are over, you got to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, Modest Mouse headlined the last night of the festival and we were like getting ready to like run in and get our spots and they were like, yeah, they didn't have to do this but Modest Mouse said that as long as like you don't leave and try to come back, you can stay in the photo pit for as much of their set as you want. You just have to like keep shooting photos. Shit. So like... Most of the other people that I shot that week, like, I got, like, you know, 50 or so pictures. 
maybe 80. With Modest Mouse, I had like 600. Oh. Wow. And most of the time, I just literally just sat with my elbows on the stage and just kind of like acted like I was shooting and just kind of watched. <sighs> like with my elbows on the stage, just staring at Isaac Brock like, you're weird, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. I also learned that weekend that I'm a shit photographer. <laughs> <laughs> 600 completely unusable snaps. Exactly. I, I love uh, that. Love that energy. I have a friend up in Minneapolis who is actually at a garbage show tonight. And she knows oh. she knows them like Fairly personally. She's been a, a huge fan of them for a long, long time. And um, she actually posted tonight that she was at a show, but she does beautiful photography. She gave me a print, and it was a photo of some dude's pedal board. And it's all in black and white, and it's just really... It's, it's a beautiful photo for something as simple as a pedal board. And well, you're talking to a guy that would find that kind of picture erotic anyhow. Uh, right. I knew you'd appreciate it. Wow. See you going. But like uh, that picture, I find it every once in a while. And I absolutely love that photo. And uh, it's something that like I just like I keep it tucked in a very specific spot so that I run across it because I don't have like photos put up anywhere i have two posters sitting in frames behind me right now that have been there for like a month <laughs> like yeah. i shot garbage at that festival too oh shirley manson still to this day uh can fucking get it <laughs> dude yeah. yeah and that's uh that's wine's world <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I don't mean to be that guy, and, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it like that. And I'm Charlie Manson, and I approve of this message. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a trip, she, uh, like, uh, she takes beautiful photography. And so when you were talking about taking pictures at shows, like, that's what I thought of because I can't take a fucking picture at a live show to save my life. Trick is, is you just got to rapid fire. Mm-hmm. You got to take like a hundred to get the three good ones. Yeah. Well, and I that now, I now finally have a really good camera, and I just got a new pancake lens for it, and I'm real stoked for that. But it's just it's it's difficult when you're just like, oh yeah, I'm shooting on an iPhone. I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> like, ugh. So we've got one more that is from a someone. I don't know if they've ever submitted a question, but uh, Chatty Kate asks a real a real odd one. If you could fill a bathtub with any food item found in a bulk store, what would it be and why? Um. Oatmeal. It's a good exfoliant. Look at this man being all practical and shit. 
you guys thought I was going to go to the dirty place, but I went with some good. It's called self care, honey. <laughs> oh wow! Maybe, maybe you should try it. Ouch! Uh, say that to my thirty dollar small jar of moisturizer. Ugh. Uh, What's that? I'd rather uh-huh. not address. I'd uh-huh. rather not address. Address the moisturizer. <laughs> um. Honestly, I mean, uh, I mean, what the fuck am I supposed to say to this? <laughs> this really? is not the you weirdest know, question we've ever been asked. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've just become really acutely aware of like, uh, okay, I've got to like say something now. <laughs> you know, um, Rice Krispies. Okay. The cereal, just because they make like a really fun noise. So I imagine like a bathtub full of them would sound like uh, like Morse code coming from like Guantanamo or something. <laughs> you just wrote a dead Kennedy song. Rice Krispies doing Guantanamo, Morse code in your ears. <laughs> I feel like there's a whole there's a whole like food based Dead Kennedys tribute act. Well, his his name's already Jello Biafra. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I like that one's just amused about like two people at home. That one may have just been for you and I. Yeah, yeah, it, it is possible. Like anyone that's, uh, you know. Fucking had holes in their jeans before it was cool, <laughs> but even still, no, no, no. Um, I really feel like I'm digging a fucking hole with this one. <laughs> um, really boring answer for me. Uh, really sorry uh, to Kate. So I guess I'm I'm gonna fill my tub with uh, thin slices of melon as punishment. <laughs> there it is. There it fucking is. Which, by the way, I've really got a broadcast. Uh, uh, oh, Ginger already knows this, but um, uh, today at work, oh, I, <laughs> I I brought my uh, uh, I was I was in a rush, so I brought my re- morning routine thin slice of melon into work, and uh, one of the kids said that it was a poverty picnic. <laughs> nice. And I was, I was like, you, you right, comrade. Keep fighting <laughs> the good fight. <laughs> like, it's commentary like that that got you put into this particular class. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is why you're not on the honor roll. I, uh, oh, captain, my captain. When you yeah, sent me that you. message this morning... I didn't laugh right away because I was like, I really hope that he's just fucking with me. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like such an asshole. And then you told me it actually happened. And the only thing I could do was laugh because I was like, oh, oh, damn it. You know, (laughs) imagining me reacting to that in real time, I think is the... Yeah, Yeah, because as a teacher, you can't just go, fuck off. Right. Well, uh, this is uh, the particular school I work in is an alternative provision, so maybe I can get away with it now and again. 
And maybe I did today. Well, I'll leave that up to the audience at home to decide. <laughs> um, how how alternative are we talking? Like, do you have to do like a a spiel every year about how the original rapper was Shakespeare, yo? Like no, no, that no, kind no, of no. thing, like a like a dangerous <laughs> mind scenario. No, uh, um, it's alternative in the way that um, we have to make sure they don't have knives on them. <laughs> So, oh. Yeah. Uh, so, like, forget about Shakespeare, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're we're a million miles from that. Uh, you know, it's funny. I tried to teach them the the play The Tempest, and none of these kids have read a full book cover to cover in their fucking lives. And uh, really randomly. One of the kids in the class, when we picked up the Tempest, he was like, oh, that's the one where Caliban tries to rape Prospero's daughter, isn't it? I was like, you what? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm like, you've never read a book in your life, and all of a sudden you're telling me what Caliban is doing. Like, couldn't pick a more wholesome part of this. He's yeah, that's clearly a yeah. red cover to cover. I'm right. I mean, you're taking what you want from that there. So he's kind of. <laughs> well, no. Oh, I mean, it. It that just goes. No, to he show, is. Though, like, like, of course, you will read and retain something when you can like throw something like that out there, right? I mean, like in that moment, he's the smartest person in the school. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I. It was so funny. I, I thought of you, Druid, when I was on my work trip because I. It was a conference for teachers, and I met a. Not a teacher, (laughs) but someone who worked in the office staff, at a school very similar to yours. And when I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I know somebody who works at a school like that. And she was just like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, this uh, potentially would be great for your kids, but really bad. So buy at your own risk. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We tried to show, like, magic to any of our kids. They'd probably, (laughs) they'd make me disappear. Dude, it was, like, we have a, a... thing that we're working on that involves just decks of cards card tricks decks of cards it's probably not a good idea to give youth with that proclivity already decks of cards and go here's how you can fuck with people yeah yeah please scam <laughs> everyone you ever met yeah <laughs> like but we had a good laugh because I was like, my friend works at a school like that, so I know exactly the kind of youth you're working with. You're a fucking saint, and uh, this is probably not the best fit for you. But if you know somebody else who th- <laughs> another educator who it might work for, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it really isn't. <laughs> they they distrust of anything with any sense of wonder to it. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, just bringing them the wonder of magic... You'll probably be like beheaded by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
But I did. I thought of you while I was on my work trip. Very touching. Yeah. I can be nice sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's throw one more weird oddball question at Tim, and then we will wrap this up. Um, And I got to pull a a goofy one from, from Meep because she submitted some just really odd ones. Um, if you're about to be stranded on an island, what are three things that you would take with you for survival, sanity, etc.? I mean, the short answer is a plane, a pilot, and some fuel, but, um, you know, if you want to game the system, but there's always a monkey's paw out there where something would go wrong, so. Oh, right. Um... I would say uh, I would bring a musical instrument, not necessarily a guitar, mm-hmm. but just something that doesn't require electricity to to uh, run. Uh, a device to um, purify salt water. Okay. And all of the required components to make a still. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So that once I de uh once I made the water safe for consumption, I could then turn it into whiskey. <laughs> I just heard our ancestors get really excited about that one. <laughs> I am my father's son. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. I can see all that. I mean, I would, I would take Will Smith's audio book with me and think my think my way off the island. <laughs> uh, when he tells me like a heartfelt story about his like father, uh. I would take a laptop that is only shows the 1993 live recording of uh, the Smashing Pumpkins playing at the Metro. Okay. And I would also take a a vibrator. Why not? Fuck it. Let's go mad. Let's go nuts. <laughs> well, if you're going to spend that much time staring at Billy Corgan... You know, I mean, yeah, well. the motor's going to get running whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pretend it's his whole like bald head going up my ass. Yeah, <laughs> today is the greatest. <laughs> we must never be apart. <laughs> the world is a vampire. It's just like not that they're even my favorite band or anything. I just think that. Um, what a uniquely uh, nasal drawl to keep me company on my uh, uh, a savage castaway journey. Well. Uh, I'm like, bereft of all wit at this point. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really apologising, mate. I'd like to take some toilet paper, probably. <laughs> Trust me, I think when Meep started submitting questions, she was barely awake. Uh, 
because one of them was top or bottom. No context, just that question. And the answer is yes. Was <laughs> <laughs> it in the Wizard of, in the Wizard of Oz when uh, the Scarecrow goes, "You can go that way or that way"? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And any other it's questions? Send them in. We'll uh, we'll answer them after the fact. Oh my god! Just keep dropping them in. <laughs> I think I would take with me. Probably a hunting knife of some kind. I would take (laughs) some sort of musical instrument. Because then I could at least get decent at something uh, musically. Have to be the lap steel on an (laughs) island. (laughs) And probably a... I know this sounds really dumb, a life straw. Uh, Because then any liquid could become, you know, drinkable. But I could, you know, in theory make, like, I don't need a still to make alcohol. I could just make, like, you know, prison wine or some shit uh, if I really needed to. (laughs) Be on your island huffing jankum. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, just... I did not think I was going to wake up today <laughs> and use the word Jankum. <laughs> so thank you for that. Listen. So, so glad you did. This, uh, your entrance to the Discord was exactly what it needed to be. So, I mean, uh, a whole bunch of weirdos that I surround myself with and I love every single one of them. Uh I- I should have like a like I don't know like a Christmas party where everyone just like gets on and gets rowdy on their own. Like I don't know. Is there some sort of like group Twitch scenario? Like I don't know how Twitch works. I've been on it twice. <laughs> but like can everybody be on camera at the same time in their own individual, like, places? Yeah. So as long as whatever you've got hooked up, your Discord hooked up to, if it's got a camera on it, you can share your video. And, like, on Twitch, and I just have to capture the screen. And forgive my ignorance. I've spent all of my time learning technology where I can just be by myself making things and then disseminate them, mm-hmm. not doing it in real time. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't want people to see like the the self hatred shit show that is the creative process. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's all I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's why this podcast is recorded ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you should put together some sort of a a thing where like everybody, like all the show people, just all come together. I would love so. Uh, and just get like shit housed. And just like act a fool. So we, um, the this is I guess the first announcement on the podcast. Um, we are putting together a kind of like a call in like telethon type thing, um, because we reached the charity incentive last month for St. Jude's, and so right. any anybody listening, if you want to be able to kind of call in. 
to the podcast, basically. We'll be kind of announcing and promoting it out once we have the details more set in stone. If you're on the Patreon, mm. you'll, you guys should be the first to know. Like, this is something that we decided we want to do um, just to change up the format a little bit. Um, and I, I am more than willing to make that just our fucking shit house night and because <laughs> yeah we drink like, on stream a fair bit but we don't get obliterated <laughs> uh, absolutely speak for yourself listen plausible deniability come on now <laughs> let me well like because like listening to all the episodes like i feel like i know meep a little bit i feel like mm-hmm. i know toast a little bit i feel like i know to seal a little bit now they know more about me than they probably wish they did. But like, <laughs> but it's that like parasocial relationship thing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get a chance. Like, you know, it's like Druid. I knew way more about Druid before he and I ever spoke. Now I feel like he and I are on the level, right? Like, I think it'd be cool for some of these folks, especially the folks that aren't part of the stream community, but have ended up in the podcast orbit like get everybody together and like really chop it up yeah be fun i would definitely be down for something like that because we'd be getting you know folks that druid knows back in and a lot of the guests that have been on that are twitch streamers are people that i know and game with and so we all kind of know each other at least loosely um or you know some of us know each other a lot better like i play games with Meep and Lou and Toaster and Andy. Like, I play games with these guys all the time. And I'm going to start a Ginger Talks after show podcast <laughs> where after people hang up with you, they get on a call with me and I'm like, how was it? <laughs> was, it was it funny? Did you guys get serious? <laughs> yeah, what was the mood today? I am. Like, was it as good for you as it was for me, buddy? <laughs> okay, Ginger, you said you were going to ask that question and then start shutting down shop. However, uh-huh. I feel like you were going to try to casually do that without the stories that I... <laughs> Fuck. Like, <laughs> you thought you were just going to, like, podcast host, like, just get the... <laughs> this nice little water landing. We were all going to jump out of the plane. <laughs> Fuck. But it can't just be Pocahontas. Someone Who asked for the bank story? Uh, that would be uh, Kay, who you know very... You know well. You, you know her very well. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, so around (laughs) around the same time that Ginger learned to piss with all the colors of the wind. um, God damn it. We had just we had just moved down here to the sleepy little town next to the city that I live in now, which was where we kind of put down roots when we left our hometown up by Cleveland. Um and so um you know, at the time, how old were you when we moved down here? Three, I think. Three. So, yeah, um, 
you know, mom's got a kid, three, a nine-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Um, and she's running around doing all the things you've got to do when you pick up and relocate your family to a new city. And she's just dragging us all around town for the day. <coughs> and we end up at this bank to, you know, set up a bank account with the local bank and yada yada. And all of us kids were just kind of sitting in there, there trying to just, you know, be cool and whatever. And, um, you know, we were being super calm and quiet and being really weirdly respectful because, you know, we got the talk, like, we're here to do business. There's people here doing their jobs. Like, be quiet, be cool. Like, don't cause a scene. And we're doing a great job. We're fucking killing it. As being little kids go, like, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. um, and so we finish everything up, and we go to leave. And this bank, you open the doors, there's a small little lobby. And then you go through another set of doors to go into, like, the rest of the bank. And that second set of doors was, like, big, tall glass doors and the wall around them was all glass, too. So it was just like a giant wall of glass with a door in the middle. And we had done an expert-level job of not being a distraction in this bank until we go to leave. <laughs> and we're walking out, and Amanda is looking at us, because we're all just kind of chit-chatting amongst ourselves. And she's kind of looking off to the side at us, and she's walking and walks into that glass wall thinking it's the door. <laughs> and it makes this <laughs> sound that would have raised the dead. Just everyone stops what they're doing. We had done so well to not cause a scene or be a distraction in this bank. And as we're walking out, she just Tommy boys right into this fucking glass wall. And I thought it was coming down. And it just like ground the business of this bank to a complete halt. And all she could do was just kind of look around for a second and then just burst into tears. I think more out of embarrassment than like yeah. than pain or anything. And just completely caused a scene in this bank. And to be there as a nine-year-old is much funnier than telling it as a 36-year-old. But I will make up for that. With one more, one more quick boy. One more piece of embarrassment for, for the ginge. Um, when she graduated high school and she was getting ready to go to college. Oh, fuck. For some dumb fuck reason, she decided she wanted to go to this expensive, stupid, hyper-religious school in the middle of butt-fuck nowhere, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know this. I know which one they're going to tell. I guess just to get away from all of us. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> the grown folks are talking. Fuck you. <laughs> so she wasn't necessarily the put together, driven, <laughs> no. very motivated person that she is today. I don't think she would dispute <laughs> the fact that she was kind of a lazy, mopey, kind of put things off to the last second and then be a sad sack about the fact that everyone's mad that I'm taking so long uh, kind of person. Uh-huh. I will uh, agree with that. Yep. Uh-huh. And um, packing to leave for college was no different. 
And by the time it was time to move her, my mom was ready to take her to school and just wash her hands of the Ginger Snaps experience for as long as possible. (laughs) And so um, we pack up to go. We leave like the ass crack of dawn. Um, My father and I didn't help um, the process because we stayed up drinking until about four and then left to go at six. So we got about an hour and a half of sleep between us um, <laughs> after being up all night drinking whiskey. Um, but we go and we make this long fucking drive. And by the time we got there and I got out and I saw my mom out get out of her car, she just, you know, she didn't have the, my little baby's going to college, like feel. She had hate in her heart. <laughs> <laughs> And that's about fucking it. Uh-huh. And so the day stops being about, let's have fun with Ginger because we're not going to see her again for a few more months and we're so proud of her for going off on her own and yada yada. It was, okay guys, mom has clearly chosen violence for today and we need to get this move over and done with and get her out of the state of Pennsylvania before she murders her daughter. Uh-huh. So we slam all this shit up, all these stairs and blah, 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 and get everything in. And there was some administrative nonsense that was supposed to be done and wasn't. So mom had to take Ginger and go handle that, which increased her mood even more. And so my dad, my stepdad, and our older sister are all sitting in her dorm. And we're like, okay, maybe let's unpack for Ginger so that when... They get back, they can just go, everything's done, and we can just, like, chill out. It'll be cool. And so, like, everyone's, like, we open this tote, and everyone starts kind of grabbing this and that, and it's just closed, and everyone's talking about how stressed out everybody is. And that's when I look down, and I find the glass device that Ginger brought with her in the event that she wanted to enjoy uh, oh some goodness. of some of God's lettuce, <laughs> um, Lu- Lucifer's arugula, if you like. <laughs> um, so, and, and it's a really nice piece, like a nice Pyrex. Like I used to sell them for a living, and like it was a easily, you know, a sixty dollar piece back then. Probably like a hundred bucks now with inflation. Um, you know. Um, rolled up nice in a little Ziploc, shoved in between a couple of shirts. But, you know, we found it. And, um, you know, when you crack that bag open, you could tell it had been used pretty recently. Um, And my dad looks at my stepdad. My stepdad looks at my sister. All of them going, what is supposed to be the next step here? (laughs) Like, and it all, like, all of them glance at each other, and then it all comes back to me. Like, Tim, what's the protocol here? <laughs> and first of all, Dad, fuck you. You know what the protocol is here. <laughs> you know. You, you know what's up, dude. But they're all like, they're all like, oh, great. So this is how Ginger's getting thrown out of college on her move-in day. So she's like, oh, you motherfucking, you idiots. So I just take it, and I pocket it. 
And I'm like, I'll dispose of this, guys. Don't worry, you know, you fucking chickens. I'll take care of this. I got to do everything. So I just, like, toss it in my pocket with the intention of, like, we'll do the rest of our day. As we're going to say goodbye, I'll, like, give it back to her. Like, be careful, you know. And so the whole day goes on. And we're about to leave. We just eaten lunch. I am dying because I drank the whole day before and then lifted heavy things in the sun. And we're about to leave, and I realize I hadn't given it back to her. <laughs> but our entire family is around, so I can't just like pull it out of my pocket and be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this pizza place, and I went into the bathroom. I was just like, oh, I got to piss before we leave. I went in the bathroom, I just wrapped it up in some paper towels and sat it on top of, like, the pile of paper towels in the trash can. And then I went out and I, like, went to give her a big hug and had to do, like, the thing where I'm leaning in to give the hug and then whisper, like, hey, your pipe is in the trash bag in the men's room of this pizza place. Long story, I'll explain later. (laughs) And the whole day, everyone's like, if mom finds out, like... This day is over. Like, no one can tell mom. No one can tell mom. And it's like, well, just shut the fuck up about it. And it'll be fine. But, like, everyone everyone felt like we were in, like, some, like, Ocean's Eleven movie. It's like, no. We're just walking around a small town in Pennsylvania with a pipe in my pocket. It'll be fine. And so... I don't think she ever recovered it. I, I don't think... Did no. you go back in and get it? No. I didn't. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, you know, got put in a dumpster unless somebody else smelled it and grabbed it. Now, and so, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now go ahead. I was going to say, j- jump to a few years later, the ginger in college experience is all come and gone. So as the her getting married experience and I don't know, one day I was sitting at my mom's and we're talking and, uh, I don't know, ginger came up in some sort of conversation. And I was like, did you ever know, like, about the the thing with the pipe and Amanda at school? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, Randy told me eventually. Like, it's whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, I asked her, I was like, hey, what was the bigger shock? That story or when she, when she told you that she was, uh, you know, dating a lady? Because she called me all concerned. Like, before Ginger told anybody in the family, she called me. She was like, Tim, I got to tell you something. Like, like, and she, like, got real, like, nervous and weird. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm dating a woman. And I was like, okay, what, what, what's the problem? <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> right. Like, That's so like, good. You, you talked like it's an issue. And, but then she's like, you know. How do I tell mom and dad? I was like, well, kind of like you just said it to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I asked my mom, because nobody gave a shit. My right. entire family's entire MO is, are you hurting someone with your choices? Okay, cool. Then have fun. All right. And other than that, no one gives a shit about anything. So I asked her, I was like, you know, was the, the pipe thing a bigger surprise? Or when Amanda called you a few months ago and told you about her lady friend? And she's like, oh, well, when Amanda called me and told me about the lady friend, it wasn't real surprising because she had told me before. Yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) On Amanda's 21st birthday, mom took her out on a bar crawl. Uh 
Uh-huh. And Amanda got super fucked up. Plastered. And came out and came out to my mom uh-huh. and didn't remember. Nope. <laughs> Not a fucking <laughs> chance. Very good. She that didn't have any good. fucking clue she did it. She uh-huh. was like panicking about how to do it. Uh-huh. Like, what do I do? How do I say it? I'm coming home. Should I do it then? Should I do it over the phone? And it's like, you did it on a bar stool, like, <laughs> uh-huh. six months ago. Mm-hmm. And it just never came up in conversation again, because Ginger didn't realize that she'd spilled the beans. Mm-hmm. And so, mom, <laughs> so just ass- mom just assumed, like, okay, this is something that Ginger doesn't want to talk about, so we won't talk about it. And <laughs> yeah. knew the whole fucking time. I know. Well, so... A couple things on that. I will forever maintain, because it is the truth, that wasn't my pipe. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's whatever. I think it's funny now. Like, I've, I've, it, it's been so many years removed that it's like, meh, whatever. Uh, I do distinctly remember talking to you a couple weeks after that on the phone, and you saying, well, if you're ever home and that's something you want to do, let me know as a, as a <laughs> wonderfully supportive brother. <laughs> and I was like, but it wasn't whatever. Like, <laughs> um, Shut up, yeah. Tim, it wasn't my pay. Yeah. And, uh, the whole coming out to mom thing. I distinctly remember the conversation with you on the phone. Cause I texted you and I was like, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. You're like, I'm in band practice. So I oh, texted I you. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I texted you because you said, I'll call you whenever we go on, you know, whenever we take a break. And you called me and, hello. And the first words out of your mouth were, what's up, Lesbo? And I fucking died. I laughed so hard because I instantly knew that it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then we proceeded to talk about me telling mom and it... And then I found out that I told her very, very drunk on my 21st birthday. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Uh-huh. So, yeah. There's um, there's some gems in there. I was shocked you didn't tell the story about me further breaking your arm. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, there's we'll, some we'll of those... We'll save that for part two. Yeah. There's some gems in there. But, uh... Hopefully that is uh, sufficiently armed the community with um, oh. fodder for, you know. Absolutely. Uh, various humiliation. Oh, yes. Uh, I've got some people who are just kind of waiting in the wings for for some good jokes and getting ready to meme on me. So it's, Good, good, good. It's going to be great. Tim, thank you so much for... Uh, coming on the pod i know uh it's been definitely an interesting god (sighs) you and lou i swear to god (laughs) i know Uh, i can't help it that's fine that's what you do you're my big brother um i hope this was an absolute blast for you druid i hope that you have enjoyed this as well now that you have some fodder for poking fun at me (laughs) <laughs> Pokey harmless. Oh um, my god. <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
Tim, I will give you the opportunity that I give every guest. Um, what is if there's anything you'd like to promote? Uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, yeah, I'm in a rock and roll band called The Out. Um, we're kind of punk rocky. We're kind of garage rocky. If imagine if the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys and Queens of the Stone Age got in a fist fight and someone recorded it. Um, <laughs> That's, uh, I think that's a respectable description of at least two of the songs. Yeah. Um, (laughs) anywho, we're a rock and roll band and, um, we would love for you to come listen to us and tell us, uh, that we're good unless we're bad, in which case let's still listen to us and tell us that we're bad. Um, you can find, uh, all of our information, uh, including all of our various streaming platforms, a uh, link to our music videos uh, through YouTube, a shop where you can get tons of high-quality The Out merchandise, all at theout.band. Um, I'm also in another band called The Phantom Grins. Uh, we don't have our web presence up yet, uh, all the way up to speed. But you can find us on Instagram under the Phantom Grins. You can also find me there uh, with the handle Mr. Campbell if you're nasty. And uh, I'm on Facebook if you are also an old person. So um, come find me. We'll we'll talk about music or butts or you know whatever whatever you're into. And it's been a, a good time. Thanks everybody. Pleasure to have you on, Tim. Yeah. It, if you're somebody from my community that um, pays attention to the music that I play, I play the out on repeat a lot. So uh, if you like the tunes, please, please, please uh, check them and out. The Phantom Grins have a song that we're going to drop, uh, I believe, on the 1st of July. Oh, shit. And I'm going to make uh, Ginger and Druid... Um, Maybe mention that when it goes live so you guys can find it. You bet your sweet ass. It's called Maker's Mark Mike, and it sounds like the Pixies, and I like it a lot. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, Tim, thank you. Uh, You have been uh, the guest that I've been by far the most nervous, but also the most comfortable with. Uh, Because, you know, Big Brother... Don't know what stories you're going to tell. Chaos ensues. Um, sure, sure. But I really appreciate you uh, coming on the pod and hanging out. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and hang out. I don't get to sit and chat with you like this very often, so this has been nice. And yeah. I hope that it uh, met or, dare I say, even exceeded any expectation. And oh. if not, next time we'll try harder. Yeah. And will there, will there ever be a next time? Can't wait. Yes. <laughs> so, Oof. well, everybody at home listening, thank you so much.